Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam. Raised by Earl. Nolan. He got it. And Hakeem. Molded by the magnificent roller coaster ride that is Houston sports. Chill H-Town for the only homegrown afternoon team is talking your teams. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. Gosh, I feel like we should play the intro. Dan, can you find the intro? I didn't even think about it. No, it, it is the A-Team. It's okay. Here on Sports Talk 790. The voice. Says it all right now. <laughs> the golden pipes. Uh, yeah, I gotta put there on my it is. You look at it. Look at you it. Look at it. Oh, yeah. This is radio. You listen to it on Sports Talk 790. That's pretty Astros quick. broadcaster Jan's good. Blom on 790 is brought to you by Low T Center. Boy, I hope they come back to sponsor your segments next year. Yeah. Season. That'd be awkward. No, e- they'll e- be either back. Either that or Dan's phone rang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is Blummer. <laughs> Clearly, he's in studio. My name is Adam Clanton. I'm always here, except for when I'm on vacation. Wex is out, although he might have gone to Texans practice again today, where I haven't really <laughs> confirmed it. Uh, and, of course, Dan Matthews is producing. He's been co-hosting with me this week, uh, as it is the holiday season. So, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I figured, look, um, you're, I've, I've actually interacted with your wife more than you this offseason. And that's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, she was that's she okay. came over for a party that my wife was having, so it wasn't yes. like. And I and I'm just like, we text all the time. I'm like, man, I haven't seen Blum in a minute. This is one of those, uh, you know. I the, thought she was going to kidnap Carson and she, bring him back because she just comes back and it says Carson, Carson, Carson. I'm like, okay. Do you know? I get it. I mean, not to like go into that in the very first segment, but like, I'm actually getting a little bit low key afraid. And let me explain. Yeah, he's going to have a harem at my house. <laughs> And I like we renovated the pool. It looks great. So it's a it's a it's a marquee destination when you come to our house. You've been in the theater and they're connected. Yeah, but when he's floating in that lounge in a speedo, a banana hammock. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, there's a fridge right out there. I'm just like, I have set him up. I've set him up. I've done it. And I wasn't even thinking about it at all. But I have set him up to be an absolute monster uh, of the best kind. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's it's like the countdown is on. But the beauty of it is, is you have that parent, you know, the, the father that, yes, you're going to encourage it. But at the same time, Teresa's right. going to do a hell of a job of keeping oh, those man. ladies in line, too, man. Because they're she, not just going to be showing up and just waltzing through the door. Well, the problem is... Because Teresa's going to be there going, hey. The problem is that Brooklyn is perfect in oh, every way. Go. Yeah, that's right. But she's leaving for school next year. Oh, dang. Where's, she, where's she going? UT. You know? Oh, okay. I think I think it's been determined for sure. Okay. I had to have. She's in. It's just I That's shoot, that's seventy five percent of the battle right there. Oh, for sure. Well she got it. I mean, she's like I said, she's perfect. She's a cyborg. She comes yeah. home, she does her homework, she gets all A's, and we're like, okay. Never gets in trouble. 
Like, that's how I know he's going to be an absolute... Because, you know, that's my stepdaughter. So I love her like my own, yep. but she doesn't have my DNA coursing through her. That's the issue. This kid has no chance. He has that's no prayer. Issue. Me and Teresa together made a child. If we made more than one, it would be <laughs> horrific. So I, I'm We can fully, only handle so much. Exactly. I'm fully society. expecting to uh, society to be dealing with Patrick Bateman sooner rather than later. Okay. So he'll be American Psycho. He's got. He's already. He looks like his mom, so he's got the good looks. Uh, we we lucked out there. Thank goodness he's got the flow too, because you are uh, offering nothing in that category. I had flow, and then it left. And I like. I, this, this is my favorite version of me. Low I maintenance. Wanted, I wanted to be this way for years, and even during the TV days, it was never going to happen, and then she tried to hold on as, as long as possible. Anyway, enough about that. Um, <laughs> there is big news over off of Kirby. We have a quarterback, Houston. Thank God. It is, and we're waiting, we're awaiting the official audio, but when he is allowed to speak to the media, that's how you know C.J. Stroud is, is officially out of uh, concussion protocol. That is such a, it's interesting, because we've got you in here, you're a baseball player, you just don't... How often did you even talk about concussions? Ever? Well, I played in the golden era of steroids and <laughs> cocaine and greenies. So By the way, like, in the 4 o'clock hour, Blum is going to list all the substances that he yeah, did now. It's his tell-all it's book. It's going to take an hour. <laughs> but like, that, I did it for the good of the game, damn it. Well, yeah, uh, Bud Selig thanks you. Dud Selig. Dud, sorry. Dud Selig. That's yeah, my mistake. Dud Selig doesn't thank me for... Jack yeah, Leap. yeah. No, I don't. You know better than I do about the concussion protocol. But when I was playing, it was not talked about. It wasn't even thought about. The training room was taboo. You didn't <laughs> go in there on any of that. If you were seen, if I was seen in the training room the first three years of my career, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. I had to go in like the back door and ask for certain things. And can you take care of this? Or I showed up at two o'clock when guys were showing up at four o'clock for games. Yeah, and I'd get in there early, get out, so nobody even saw me, and I was just doing my thing. But you got to remember too. And speaking of that uh, hour number or four o'clock hour is my first three years were in Montreal where they did not have what, what I mean, the FDA. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a different country, yeah, literally. Yeah, so, and I had a great experience in San Diego during playoff time. It was a real, those were really good. Those were good times. Mm -hmm. But we never talked about concussions. Dude, I remember vividly, it, it, it had to be 99, 2000, 2001. We were playing in Montreal, mm -hmm. and we were against... I believe the Cubs at the time, and uh, man, they, they had a catcher for a while. I can't remember. Hunley, Headley. Gosh, he was an all-star. But anyways, he's covering home plate, and the, when we, back in my day, right. you know, when you approached home plate and there was a play, you didn't think about sliding. You thought about going through the catcher. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like there's slide rules or lanes like we have nowadays. So uh, I come in. Throw takes a bad hop, and the catcher has to extend up, and I just go straight into the rib cage and plow this dude, shoot him off the dirt pat, the, the patch of dirt we had onto the turf. Right, hits the back of his head. Oh man, balls flying. So he launched. Out. Yeah, he yeah. went flying because I'm like, well, I got to go through it. We yeah. got to. We're going to have contact. He goes flying, hits the back of his head. He's laying on his back. You know, you can <clears> see him kind of dazed, and things aren't functioning the way they should because he hit the turf so hard. Mm -hmm. So we get up, clear the space. They give him a good five minutes on the on the turf. He sits up. And they're like, hit him on the back and said, "All right, let's go, boys." Put some dirt. That was on it. it. But he That's was concussed. He oh, dude, he had to be. Yeah. He didn't play the next day. But I know for a fact that at that given moment, he was not there. Yeah, I, it's and look, the, I appreciate it though. I I I I I can't even imagine getting hit on a football field and then watching well, the way these guys. Well, you're a big dude too. Like you're not like 
smallish. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm 6'3", 230, 240. You'd think you'd be all right, but yeah. then you get out there and it's oh, like... dude, those guys move fast. The turf is hard. Yeah, and that that is... I'm glad you brought that up. The turf in that stadium, which is a new stadium, by the way, which, is... Where, where did they're at MetLife. So MetLife is a... It's concrete. It's it's a dump. No, no, no. You're thinking of the old no. one. No. I've heard, I've, oh, read, really? I've read articles on this thing where that is the least favorite uh, oh, yeah. football stadium in the league. Yeah, and two teams play there. Yeah. So you have twice as many games. But all the Achilles injuries they've had on that turf. It's and synthetic. then the concussions they've had out there. And it's and it's like, yeah, because and we were talking to, uh, was it, I think we were talking to Aaron Wilson about it. Because he was down on that field talking about, you know, just stepping on it before the game. So it's hard as a rock. There's not much cushion yeah. in that whole thing. Really. And then I don't know. I mean, it was raining, so it was wet. I don't know if that, you know, it's synthetic turf. I don't know how this stuff works. Does it shrink up? Is it a thinner layer between you and the concrete? Well, and how does the plastic cleat react on a yeah. plastic turf when it's wet? I don't know. I mean, we had those kinds of conversations when we were talking about uh, Jordan crashing into the wall this yep. year mm-hmm. because of the type of cleats he was wearing. All that stuff, it seems like nothing. You don't even think about it, but it factors in. When you start talking about a guy, um, you know, getting a concussion that's so severe that he misses not one but two games. But that's what surprised me about CJ. Yeah, well, they, that's the thing about the NFL. And we all know, you know better than anybody being in Major League Baseball, the, the look the other way mm-hmm. um, way of going about things is, is always there. How much of it do you think was actually because he is a rookie and because he is a franchise quarterback that you're going to give the extra week? I know that they're going for a playoff spot. Potentially, they're in the hunt yeah. for all that. But at the same time, are you protecting the? You're protecting more of the future than you are going for it right I, now. I right? definitely think that is of the Texans' concern. But here's where I was going with the leagues. The NFL has to make it look like they care. <laughs> I, I yeah. know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Yeah, we got to make it look like. We care, so we don't have more lawsuits involving CTE and all this kind of other stuff. But like, and so the protocol, the concussion protocol itself, there's five stages, and he was mm-hmm. in four as of yesterday. And then today is obviously he he got through the last part of it. But it's like that medical tent on the sideline, all that stuff is like maybe ten years old mm-hmm. at the most because you know the concussion movie came out and that doctor was like, hey, uh, the NFL really doesn't care, and they still don't care. And they the just, ex-players are saying the same thing. Some yeah. of these guys that played during the era that we grew up watching Junior Seau is the one that always that, comes to mind. 100%. Because, and he's like, look, I, you need to donate my brain to research. That's why he didn't shoot himself in the head. As morbid as that sounds. Oh, it's terrible. He, that's what those suicide notes had said. He killed himself by design so that they could research his brain. That blows my mind. I shouldn't use that phrase. But that's just like, I, I cannot believe that we're at a place where that happens. Mm-hmm. And I say this all the time about, about uh, football. Until you start basically having guys sign waivers before they play a down, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're never going to regulate it enough. And all you're actually really going to do, and Tom Brady just talked about this a few weeks ago, all you're going to end up doing is saying, hey, um, we're making it to where one side of the football field, the defensive side, mm-hmm. cannot do their jobs anymore because they're being told in a split second with the speed you just got done talking about to make a life or death decision about how to hit a guy because you're going to be penalized if you don't, or you're going to be called a headhunter or all this other kind of stuff. So it, it's like, going back to CJ, I think that turf had a lot to do with it because yep. he, he whacked his head on the back of it. It was thrown back, and I think maybe, who knows, if he was in Tennessee or grass or whatever, maybe it wouldn't have been as severe. We don't know. But um, the good news is he's back. You win these two games, you're in. That's all you got to do. All you got to do. 
Um, probably Simple. easier this week, but but next week against the Colts is going to be uh, a little bit of a of a bugaboo. But um, doesn't always have to be them. Well, I mean, I've been. I mean, obviously, I've been here for a while. But I mean, the last seven years, all I know is that I hate the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Well, for the longest time, the Texans couldn't beat them yeah, at all. That's what's wild about it. Here and, or and there. Here's the timing of it. They're going to win this weekend, and then yeah. they have to face that. Yeah. And what's funny about the Colts is that you're talking about a division where there's all these young quarterbacks, and we didn't really get to see. Anthony no. Richardson long enough, but I he was the guy that I had my eye on. I didn't really like this crop at all. I didn't like Bryce Young. I was like, well, CJ fine. Dude, I didn't I'm know. I'm so happy with CJ Stroud oh, and Bryce Young too. Gosh. I mean, that's one of those oh. things. You had more of a voice than I did, but I'm just sitting on the sidelines going, I would really like the CJ Stroud kid over Bryce, Bryce Young, Young any day of the week. Well, it was yeah. the size thing, but to me, and arm strength too. That hasn't factored in his. Si- it's just he's just not acclimated to the NFL game as much. And he's got a terrible team. And the Texans, give them credit, have put talent around CJ that I don't think we even knew. But yeah, there's a lot to like about year one of the CJ Stroud experience. And like I said, he's talking today. We will get that to you ASAP here on the A-Team. Jeff Blum's in for the full three hours. I'm making him work during the offseason. Our buddy Scott has already threatened to call in. Do it. Yeah, I can tell you what he does during the break that I can't tell you on the air. I've I've spent enough time with him to know that uh, he's He's setting up your reads nicely. Sick for thank you. You know, I don't (laughs) have to tell you. That guy's a lunatic. All right, so Dan's producing. Blummer's going to get along with him. Yeah, I know. I know. We are all just monsters, is what we are. Um, But we're taking up until six o'clock tonight here on a uh, Thursday edition of the A Team Sports Talk Seven Ninety. Adam and Adam are very, very dedicated fans. Such big fans, in fact, one of them actually pays for his favorite porn. (laughs) Paying for porn. Now that's dedication, folks. Back to A-Team Premium on Sports Talk 790. You're going to get your money's worth. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. Wex is still out. Blummer sitting in in studio. I was telling uh, the guys, like, I haven't been in the studio. This is my first show in the studio in over two weeks because I was out last week, and we've been at Toyota Center the last two days. And, of course, Monday was Christmas, and we're going back to Toyota tomorrow. Um, But, yeah, it's been wild, and it's just that kind of that time of year. I know that we're going to get to C.J. Stroud. We're going to get to the Texans. We're going to get to some of the other things. We will not get to the Rockets last night. Man, NBA, I understand. There's 82 games. You've got to put some back-to-backs in there. But if And I know that they've really curtailed the amount of back-to-back games. And this is, like, completely unrelatable to a former Major League Baseball wah, player. Wah, right. Wah. <laughs> right. But, like, playing three games in a row in a series versus an NBA game are two entirely different things. And I just... I, I Look, the Pacers were in town Tuesday night. High-octane offense. They go down to the wire. It's a 123-117 final. Rockets were right in it. You tip your hat because they hit 19 threes, and Tyrese Halliburton hit seven of them, and he hit the, the key one. Um, I, I I shouldn't even say this, especially as an employee of the Rockets. That game last night had blowout written all over it before we got to the building. <laughs> you can't bring in Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, former Rocket Eric Gordon, who, oh, by the way, loves shooting three-pointers in that building, who we all know better than anyone else, to how much he likes to shoot threes, and expect a like dog-tired Rocket squad who's not, who doesn't have their best defensive player and then loses one of their other best defensive players in Jabari Smith, who had an ankle sprain and didn't return last night. I mean... 
I honestly was surprised that the the biggest lead of the game for the Suns was at any point in the game was twenty. It should have been thirty and forty at some points. They were just so. Anyways, we won't be talking a ton of Rockets basketball today, but um, we've got you in here. Um, I know that we want to get to the CJ Stroud stuff, and we will. Mm-hmm. But I have to ask you: This is one of those off seasons where the fan base has uh, they're they're wound tight for. A couple of very, very key reasons. One, you just lost the ALCS to your rival, who then went on to win the World Series, even though everybody's already forgotten who won the World Series. I love that. Very winnable World Series, unfortunately. Arizona, really? Like, I'm sitting here, you know, rooting for a team that lost to the Walgreens Nationals in seven games in the exact same manner they lost the ALCS. Just win one at home, baby. That's all you had to do! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, then it, we already know about the situation with the payroll. It, this was going to be a quiet offseason, right? Absolutely. And I there's mean, nothing wrong with that either. Because right. Only in the sense that I know that everybody, we have, we have now been conditioned to think World Series or bust, which is awesome. We're the Yankees. The yeah, old Yankees. The old Yankees. Yeah, no longer the most hated team in baseball. Thank you, Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, just to stay on the Astros, it's it, it was setting up to be one of those seasons because you had you had Yiner Diaz coming in behind the plate, so you had expectation back there. You knew that Michael Brantley probably was not going to be signed back because of injury and age, and then you have you're going to you're looking forward to a full season of Jordan Alvarez. Uh, Chaz McCormick has put together a full season that says possibly he could be that 15 to 20 home run center fielder, left fielder. Right. You know, I am kind of curious to see how this Jake Myers situation shakes out because we saw flashes of brilliance last year and then really kind of faded out towards the end of it. I want to see a little bit more out of him. And, you know, that puts Chaz in a better position in left field because he's better, he's a better corner guy. Right. And then you start to think about the potential of Luis Garcia, Lance McCullers Jr. So your rotation starts to fill out. You got Spencer Arigetti, who might be in that rookie of the year possibility if he makes the ball club. But when you start talking about payroll, you start talking about markets and what deficiencies the Astros have. Uh, the bullpen. I think Dana Brown nailed it the other day when he was talking about on Astroline or whatever it was where he was talking about, you know, we didn't find maybe another bullpen arm or two, depending on what happens because you're losing Stanek, Mayton, Naris potentially. Roy, stop right there. Yeah. Is that just a foregone conclusion in your opinion? No, not at all. I like, think Stanek is still in play. Okay, what about Naris? Naris might be out of play because he pitched so damn well that his contract might be a little bit steep because I think now you're starting to say, okay, maybe maybe some of that money we put towards Montero, we could have put that towards Naris. That was the next question I was going to ask you. Well, I think that Montero took some of the Naris money. I think if you would have been able to do it over again, maybe you kind of hold hold your ground on Montero. That makes me die inside. You know that, right? Well, we, I mean, we all love Naris. Right. We know, but, you know, the potential of Montero, you hope that he fulfills what he was in, what, 2022. Because mm-hmm. he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Naris is a... Uh, He's a character guy. You know, he yeah. was kind of a glue guy out there in that bullpen. He was a good time, uh, handled the pressure well, put himself in some terrible situations and continued to pitch at him. So it gave you a little bit of an idea about the poise. And he chirp at you, too. And he chirp at you. He, he loved to fight. Julio. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. He likes he likes the interaction. He, you think he and Julio exchanged Christmas cards this week? Oh man, if they were, I would love to see. I mean, what <laughs> what would the picture be on that one? You know I what I mean? Loved, they each have their own that they would have. But but I just love that the, the story on that, and we'll never probably know for sure. But like the story on that was that all. Oh, 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. They were friends before this. Well, I feel like if this happened in the Dominican Republic or wherever it's a nothing burger yeah it'd be nothing we say oh man she's that video on twitter that was awesome that was here's my thing because it happens here it's different well that's what i'm saying if if you're friends if you're really friends you could tell it took julio off guard but that's the thing if you're really friends and that happens yeah then you're kind of like ha ha got me exactly (laughs) or you're not saying what julio rodriguez said which was that we're not anymore like, yeah. if you and I... If you did that after the first quarter we played Madden on video games, yeah. I'd be like, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, just or, wait. Or even, But even if, like, I followed through and won after the fourth quarter, yeah. we're not not friends anymore. No. no. I mean, that's kind of a... I'd be like, we're playing another game. i got to get my... I'm just going to say it. In 2023, almost 2024, that's a chick move. <laughs> it is, man. Because what's, the, what's the, the thinking? Like, guys duke it out, and they're done, and well, they move I was, on. I, I wonder about that because I feel like there's so much more attention on on social media. There's more avenues, whereas, you know, before social media, before everybody had a video camera on their phone, yes. you, you did your thing, and then the story grew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to... The term viral. Yeah, as opposed to, oh my gosh, that just happened to me. How right. should I react? Because my fans are going to think this. My social media is going to think this. Uh, how do I represent myself? How do I react? And I think he actually would have been better if he would have handled it like a friend type situation and just been like, bro, you got me, but be ready. Point at him and say, I'd be ready the next time I hit a bomb because I'm going to come at you. Right. You know, and that would have been the tit for that tit, tat or, you know, the give and take well, in that that's, situation. That's how you're supposed to respond, especially in sports. Okay. Especially in sports. Yeah. Like, and in this, you see this in basketball all the time. I mean, Jordan, go look at, watch the last dance. Yeah. This, this kid over here, his rookie year, said something to him like nice game mike oh and then he goes off for 36 in the second half he and handled it on the court 20 years later he's like that didn't really happen i just made it up <laughs> i made up that this guy said this to me it lasted for 20 years Motivation. so i can motivate myself yeah. psychopath that's yeah. why i buy his shoes well, that's why I, well we all do because we want to be as close to greatness as we can but kobe bryant was the same way i yes. read a story about him playing against a rookie and the rookie was talking trash he actually held kobe down for three quarters they're starting the fourth quarter how'd kobe, that go kobe walks onto the court and goes good game kid <laughs> and the guy's like what he goes, we only played three quarters. He goes, just wait. <laughs> and he went out there and waxed him in one yeah. quarter and beat the entire club. It's like, uh, come on. But I, uh, I love that aspect of it. Instead of being like, oh, my gosh, you showed me up. I don't know how to react or I'm going to fight you in a tunnel. Yeah. Well, I, 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 uh, I definitely want to get more into, you know, moving forward because there's so many things about the Astros where you feel like you're at a fork in the road or you need to take the right turn at least. Well, it's one of the more interesting ones because the payroll situation yeah. like you're talking about, you've got a new manager, 
Well, you have a new manager who's been in the system, but you also have Dana Brown, who's kind of, he's trying to navigate the management side, the yeah. money side, and the player side. And there's contracts that are up. There's contracts that Potential. are coming up. Yep. I just, man, you guys we have more been drama. Here in a while. I know. I know. It's Well, that's what happens when the Texans are good. Like we, I know. We, the last three years, I'm like, can we just talk about the parade again? Because that's how it's felt. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But certainly we need to check in on the Texans when we come back. Jeff Blum sitting in for Wex on a Thursday edition of the A-Team Sports Talk 790. If you can buy Rockets gear on it, you can hear us on it. That's amazing. Listen live for free on any smart device. Concussions are a little different. I've had concussions before, um, but this one was uh, probably the worst one I've had just because I hit the back of my head and I hit the ground really hard. So that was like what made it so bad. It was just like I damn near hit my head on cement kind of. It was cold and the, the turf, uh, I guess, isn't the best I've, I've learned. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, and I'm just happy to be back. So, did you see what C.J. Stroud did there? I don't know if you were paying attention to all of that. He was polite in calling the MetLife turf crap. That's what he just did. All that does is make me appreciate a (laughs) a young professional athlete understanding how to... The room. How to get your message across without having to do it like we would. You know what's funny? (laughs) Yeah, right? Where where you want to slap somebody in the back of the head? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... I, I actually like where you're going with that because that's how stuff gets changed in yeah. life. You have to have somebody who has a big enough stick, you know. He's the guy. To say that because it's one thing if a linebacker gets a torn Achilles and he's like, hey, the turf at MetLife probably didn't help in this situation. This is literally the future of the league, the golden goose you're talking about. Dude, I, I couldn't agree more. As you were talking, I was thinking about it in my head. You have C.J. Stroud, a number one draft pick, a phenom who's mm-hmm. broken out and turned, we talked about in the break, a three-win team into a potential ten-win team. Yeah. Granted, there's a lot of other pieces in there, but he has been articulate. He's yeah. been able to put together a great interview. He plays a phenomenal game. And he's in the fourth biggest market, third or fourth biggest market. They're going to pass and Chicago soon enough in that's population. What I agree. But the market size, but yeah. But the market size goes with that, and the NFL wants to market somebody like that in the middle of America that can be viewed on both coasts. Yeah, you want a quarterback that plays for a Texas NFL team that doesn't choke when the, the going gets tough? And that's what we want to see. We want to see him not, not <laughs> Sorry, Dak. Not I love you. I'm on Dak, too, but at the same I feel time. bad for him, because I don't think it's his fault right now. I yeah. think it's more of the pieces around him, but hey, the, the Cowboys look Lose. No offense to Corey. I don't There's care. only one person in this relationship that cares. So you're, you're from <laughs> California, and they come out there for training camp. Well, yeah, they, yeah, of course they do. So did you yeah. grow up rooting no, for any I NFL team? Uh, Char- I was a Chargers, you were Raiders Chargers guy. I was a Raiders Charger. I was Raiders first, Chargers guy. So you must have that. really loved when you played in San Diego. Yes, I had season tickets, and I got to, you to know. Qualcomm? Uh, yeah. At Qual- the bunker? What a dump. I can't believe San Diego didn't have a nicer there. stadium. I, how about that? I played baseball in that stadium and football. I, I didn't play, but I watched plenty of football in that stadium, and it was still amazing to me that they turned that place in in the most beautiful part of the country. That is what right. was a professional stadium. I just I don't I don't get it because having been there, yeah, I and the location love. of it too. I mean, a hotel row and all that stuff. Yeah, just right there, it doesn't make any sense. No, San Diego's legit. I heard yeah. that my whole life. Finally went there a couple of summers ago, and I just I can't wait to go back. But. Yeah. 
yeah. dumb. And the time I was there was LT, you know, full oh, rivers. Yeah. I mean, it was it Electric. was so good. All right, so Blummer's sitting in for Wex, and you heard C.J. Stroud. Um, look, we're just going to go through this because he just got done talking in the last half hour, and he is ready to go. Um, I'm just going to go. By the way, uh, Dan, that was six, you said? Okay. Yeah, it was number six. Um, now the audience knows. Yeah, exactly. Now the Show audience knows. Now Jeff knows. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> and now Jeff, now Blummer knows. Um, he did, you heard him mention that uh, about this, he had had concussions uh, before, which probably goes into a little bit about what he's going to talk about here in that this recovery uh, for this particular incident, this concussion, this injury was unique to him. No, I wouldn't say it was scary. It was just um, just the right precautions and the right steps that I had to take to see progress. Um, it wasn't overnight. Um, and the thing about concussions that I've learned is that it's not um, like one-off, it's all. It's like whatever that situation is. And um, for me, it was a little different than others. Or um, it was just unique um, to what I went through on the field. So, Yeah, I think it... Uh you hear we've heard this a lot this week. Well, every concussion is different, and I think that came up a lot because you had CJ go out in the Jets game two weeks ago. You had um, Trevor Lawrence get a concussion last week. Well, now it's two weeks ago because we're already to Thursday. But the, the game the week after that, and he's back the very next week. And Wex had talked about this. I was already preparing um, to not you know see CJ Stroud simply because it's just very rare for a quarterback to get a concussion, go through the current protocol, and then play in that same span of seven days. And that's what Trevor Lawrence did. He wound up hitting, hurting his shoulder um, in a completely different incident. But, um, you know, CJ, I really thought was going to play last week's game, which you really needed against Cleveland. He ended up not doing that. We all know how that went. Uh, I don't want to say it ruined everybody's Christmas, but it probably didn't help it. Um, but they're still in a good spot because everybody in the division also lost that same day. But this this concussion and this recovery and, and getting himself you know back to where he needs to be, in a weird way, I'm I'm actually happy that he took the extra week, even though it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just to me, it feels like he's had enough separation that maybe he won't be hinky or rusty or whatever you want to call it. Like I was talking about this with Wex. There's there's something to be said about being able to sit out and observe even though you want to be playing, and maybe that makes him a better player when he comes back this week. I, I think it should. I, I really feel that way in football because you see it all the time with the guys with the headsets on the sideline. They're watching the plays. They don't have the pressure of having to execute or call an audible or read a defense within about, what, five to ten seconds. Mm -hmm. He can sit there and watch this thing unfold and maybe play. And you know, We always talk about it when we were in the dugout. You know, you've got to manage alongside the manager if you're not playing. And that's kind of where I would imagine that uh, C.J. Stroud was being that you know offensive coordinator at the time. Could we do this here? Would this have worked here? And then you start to have a little more questions, but you can slow the game down a little bit and maybe read some things maybe a little more than you would normally in the, in the heat of the game. You're going to be less passionate about it, so you're going to be a little more objective. But at the same time, I just think it's great that he's had that time to be able to come off. And the one thing that is always, always worries me about injuries in sports, period, how quickly does that player bounce back? Because there is, I know this is a concussion issue, but it's still the mental hurdle of, mm -hmm. is this next hit 
going to put me back into that blue tent. That's more tough or, than the physical sometimes. Yeah, oh, 100%. You know, am I going to be able to release this slider the way I want to because I'm worried about, you know, blowing out of whatever tendon or whatever it is, if they can get over that mental hurdle. Maybe you've had two Tommy John surgeries and you got a lot of pressure on you in L.A. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> a pressure and cash. I mean, and, and good luck insuring that contract. I just, we, we'll, we will yeah, talk that, about Shohei. We'll talk about on that. But I, yeah. think, but I think once C.J. gets over the fact and that he, two weeks removed from a concussion should be enough time for him to be able to say, I can take a hit. Yeah. I'm not playing on that crap stadium in New York or New right. Jersey, wherever the heck it is, and I'll be fine. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at is the, the separation there. And mm-hmm. um, now... It's easy for us to say, and anybody else that's on the outside looking in, basically anybody who wasn't C.J. Stroud, who admitted that just watching football was tough enough for him early in the recovery. Kind of right when the Tennessee game uh, was played, I got to, that was my first time watching the football since, like, my injury. Uh, just because, like, the camera angles and all that stuff is, is weird with, like, my, was, was weird with my vision. Um, but the Tennessee was, like, around where I started feeling better, so I watched the game at home, and then I watched the, the Cleveland game at home, too. But I got to watch both the games. So you can tell right there. Yeah, I watched the games. It was great. I wanted to die. Yeah, I mean, that's like, what it sounded games like. At home is stupid. I'm a quarterback, and I want to be there. You know, and I that was also interesting to me. He didn't travel. He didn't travel yeah. to uh, to. Uh, I'm already. Uh, he didn't travel to Tennessee. He wasn't there for the Oilers' loss. Dear God, <laughs> we need to talk that's about a whole that too. Thing too, man. But like, you know, because it wasn't good for him, or there was better of it. Like, that's gotta kill a guy. Yeah, like that. Well, and he's a leader. Right. I mean, he is the leader of that offense, and he wants to – right now he's building a foundation to become that franchise quarterback or the, right. you know, the Texas quarterback for years to come, whatever you want to say. And he's not there. He probably, he probably felt like he was missing out. I mean, there's a serious amount of FOMO. If you're one of those leader-type yes. guys that can't be there to be with those guys on the sideline and be like, hey, I saw this. Try – you know, this guy's doing this. Let's work on that or whatever it is. I mean, I know talk show hosts that go to Texans practice when they're on vacation because of FOMO. Insane. <laughs> that's 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 a heavy burden to carry. <laughs> I up, do Lex? not have that burden. Dude, you know what? It's funny you say that. When I get the vacation during the season, uh-huh. guess who checks out 100%? You. Yeah, I'm out. I've never doubted that either. Oh, man. Especially there was one we I think I tell TK and Julia, I'm like, bye. I'm like I'm not. They, they'll we'll have a text thread and they're texting. I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about. A uh, blummer must have put us on red <laughs> with my Todd. You're gonna die. I've been working on it this off season. You haven't heard it yet. It's so much better than it well, was. You need to work on a like him snapping after missing a putt or driving one. Into, well, I'm not out there on the course because he never snaps. I know he's Mister. You got to give the Todd I don't get, which is the one that's like son of a. You know, I love like, him. He oh, is amazing. He, he is, is the single greatest human being ever built. He's just the, and like I'm. I'm not blowing smoke, and you know this, but like it. And I've told you this a million times. It it takes a really good crew to replace. The Deshays and the, like every, you know, that whole era of Astros baseball, and it's like seamless. Now, it helps that they're winning multiple World Series while it's happening. Yeah, there's a nice distraction to but, those W's. <laughs> like, you know, if you don't have a good crew calling those and we've heard them, it's just not the same. So, uh, that's why you're thank sitting you. here right now. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Jeff Blum in for Wex. When we come back, uh, a little bit more from CJ, especially as it pertains to, uh, well, just trying to stay patient with his recovery process as we uh, wind down the 3 o'clock hour here on the A-Team Sports Talk 790. To be a Houston sports fan isn't easy. But hey, imagine living in Los Angeles or New York and not understanding dignity and class. Now that's gotta be hard. 
really hard. Gee, you're not too smart, are you? Back to Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler on Sports Talk 790. having a uh, rousing off-air conversation because we're basically like two girls that are catching up. That's what we do. Yeah, it's been a while. It has. I'm, I'm bad. We were talking about... Uh, no, no. It's we, we were talking about that Altuve home run against the Rangers. That's when the series ended, you know. Nothing happened after that. Nothing. Literally. <sighs> that's actually... That's a good one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but let's get back to C.J. Stroud because that is the topic at hand. He is out of concussion protocol. He is all but... So they haven't actually like announced it. But if he's talking to the media and he's out of concussion protocol and it's not one, but two must-win games to finish out the regular season, methinks number seven will be under center uh, when the Texans welcome the, I guess they're going to call themselves the Titans this week. They're going to their, wear their Titans. They, they earned that. Yeah, they're going to wear their Titans costumes as opposed to their Oilers costumes. There's a, how come there can't be a league rule? Like I, I know you want to buy the franchise, have a football team. Why do you have to take the history with them? Because he was bitter. You know what people don't... Well, I understand the bitterness, but at the same time, why do you... Wh- taking that makes you... makes you th- It makes you petty. It makes you... Well, that's who he is. That's who he was. Damn it. He'll never win a champion. They... they you, know what, you know what drives me nuts? Is that now I'm like in the history of the Washington Nationals. Right. I right. Hate, I hate that. You're not a national. No, I'm a Montreal Expo. You're not a White Sox either, you jerk. I was for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, I just feel like... Yeah, that's a petty thing, but it, you're 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 taking it out on a franchise. Yeah, literally, the franchise had nothing to do with it. If if it, that's the crazy thing about this, you wanted to take it out on the city. So it's basically against a city and a fan base. It's a city it and a fan yeah. base, which is like the most just that's that's that's, that's dirty. elite level ugly. Yeah, and that's why I think you know his daughter, who looks like a thumb, will never have a championship. That's I just really believe that it's a karma thing. Um, Kevin Dyson getting, you know, tackled six inches shy of the end zone. Sorry oh, about that. Yeah, tough break. Yeah, oh well. Yeah. Um, but well, De- DeAndre got to wear the Oilers. Yeah, and what did he do? Nothing. I mean, Eric Gordon was at least lighting up the Rockets last night. <laughs> That's true. DeAndre did. Now, again, I mean, Will he Levis. Have, he doesn't have anybody throwing it to him. Well, Will Levis was, was good when he wasn't, you know, on his backside. <laughs> The Texans sacked him like seven times in that game. I thought he was dead that last one. He <laughs> probably wishing he was. Well, I don't think he's playing this week. So, um, <laughs> but no, like I, going back to C.J. Stroud um, again. That's got to be the hardest thing. And I, I'm actually, you know, happy we have a former athlete in here to to talk about that side of things because listen to what he had to say about the patience side of his recovery process and not not missing one but two games during his rookie season. I wasn't mad at the world or, like, mad at anybody or mad at God. Like, I was just like, man, something that I got to go through and I got to just fight through it. Another, another piece of adversity um, that I'm faced with, how am I going to react? So I didn't, I didn't try to get too up, too down. And I really was just trying to be supportive of my teammates. So I was uh, texting them throughout the week, um, and I was keeping up with the game plans and stuff. So um, it, was, it, was, it was tough to watch because, of course, I wanted to play. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it was nothing I could do. So I wasn't going to, like, try to control something that I couldn't control and, and just get mad. So I just tried to stay calm. 
Okay. Is he not the most mature human <laughs> player you've ever talked? I'm not trying to do that. That's you your do that insecurities. You no. Do that when I'm in here. No, I'm making a point That's here a about a bunch of crap. Well, I get, I get it. You can God, be mad. A can... month away from 43. I just retired. How old are you now? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like Elvis and Costello in here. Um, 50. Are you really? I'm 50. I'm 50. Wait, I thought you you were gonna be 50. Oh, I'm 50. Oh I'm man, all of it. You don't look it, buddy. You're the best. You Dan. Look, That's why I come in here is because of Dan. That's you don't look it. a day over 42. <laughs> Liar. You wait until you see what's inside. <laughs> Internally, it's oh, everywhere. Man. Well, your liver's not in as good a shape as mine. Ooh. I've never had alcohol. That's the difference. Yeah. But, you know, we all have our vices. Yes. Um, no, like, CJ Shroud. He, but look, I, I've never approached anything no, with no. that mentality. And that's, that's a sign of... I have chain to prove that. That's true. Man, I am just a loose cannon. And I tell you, like... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It, he's not the first... And I call him a kid because that's what he is. He's, what, 21, 22 years old. He's not the first kid to say that. He's not the first kid to be texting his teammates during, you know, a a quarantine, essentially, as he's trying to recover from an injury, whatever it would be. He's not the first uh, guy to to have weekly dinners with, with a quarterback room. None of that stuff. But he might be the first guy in Houston to do all of these things at this level. And that's what makes him sexy. That's the word I'm going to use. C.J. Stroud is sexy in every way, shape, and form because he gives you, because of his approach to things like this and because of how obviously he plays, he just gives you a confidence that you've never had as an organization in 20-plus years. And so when you think about having to win these last two games, doesn't matter who the opponent is. I mean, they could be going to San Francisco this week, and I'd pick the Texans. That's a lie. That's a lie. They would get trounced by San Francisco. But... It does give you that confidence, and you've probably played with guys like that, probably been that guy to an extent in some of your clubhouses. Like If you have those guys versus if you don't, completely different dynamic. Well, you answered the question for me because I was like, why, why are we putting – why are we we're – we're giving him credit because he deserves it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it feels like it's almost a little overboard because of what you said the last 15, 20 years have been such a, a bleep show all over the yeah. place. That you finally have some stability and you finally have some confidence and you finally have uh, somebody giving you the answers you want to hear and handling these these things the way that you feel a professional leader should be able to hold them. So, you know, a credit to him for being able to do that. But it does explain how how interesting it's been for the last 15, 20 years. But at the same time, you know, you hear him talking and I think what we're realizing now and this wasn't so much 
you know, it, before social media again. I know I keep bringing that up, but having been in a clubhouse with social media and being in a clubhouse without social media, if you wanted to get a message across to your clubhouse, you walked in and you said it to the clubhouse. You didn't say it to the newspaper because not everybody read the newspaper. But now it feels like C.J. Stroud has the podium, he has the microphone, he has the opportunity, and when he speaks to the crowd, he is speaking to everybody who's listening as far as fan base, and he's also speaking to his teammates, too. If I'm a teammate and I hear that he is calm, cool, collected about this situation, who's to say that he's not going to be that much more calm, cool, and collected on the field, and we're going to create that bond or that trust to be able to move forward? So I give C.J. Stroud, I'm not... You know, I know that there's a lot of backstory on how he got to this point in his life to it's have that kind of maturity. Insanity. But to have that kind of maturity and maintain it, because everybody can say, well, he's been through this. He gave, he gave a great art, a great interview in an article, but to do it on a daily basis like he's done and week to week like he's done right. kind of explains that he's able to be who they say he is. And I think that speaks volumes for how he's able to control a room and be a leader in this uh, clubhouse of the Texans. No, it's it's uh, it's just nice to have. I, they're just, they're so, it's such a 180 from last year in every way, shape, or well, form. Well, you said, you said before we came on air that you enjoy covering that team again. And then look, I've talked about this with with all three teams in town. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing is, I've I've gone on the record many times. I've told you this. I don't like bad baseball. I can't do it. Nobody. Well, yeah, you're I, a baseball. I, player. I cover it and I hate it. Yeah. 162 games of suck is a lot, and it's every night. There's not a lot of yeah. breaks. That is a lot, to, and I get it. You got to watch. Wants to watch the 13, 14 Astros or the Oakland A's play baseball, even though some of the pieces there, Jose Altuve, Altuve, Marwin Gonzalez, Dallas Keuchel, they were but, pieces. But yeah, you knew, but you also knew it was headed somewhere. I felt like here in uh, Houston, mm-hmm. as far as football was concerned, it didn't feel like there was no was, rudder. There was something to look forward to Correct. until now, right? And, and I think that's what that's the biggest difference. And D'Amico is just, I think, honestly, me personally, I'm not speaking for anybody else, having covered him as a player, I kind of had an idea about what you were getting as the leader side of his coaching. Interesting. So it's like, I, he was one of my favorite guys to talk to. He's like you, you know, you could talk to guys about stuff that had nothing to do with the sport you were covering. Those are the ones you're going to remember, mm-hmm. like when they're gone as a player. And, you know, I that's how I felt about D'Amico. So... Um, I was totally I love that those pumped. guys get back in the game, too. Yes. You know, th- those are the guys that deserve the opportunity. Those are the guys that weren't the marquee, they weren't the superstar, the multi-year, multi-million That's dollar contract. That's what it takes. But those are the glue guys, and those are the guys that are paying attention. And then you put them in this leadership role, they work their way up, and now they have ownership of a team, or leadership of a team like D'Amico does, and you're starting to reap some of the benefit. I love his energy, though. Yeah, it's infectious. I mean, having, a, having a coach that actually cares on the sideline, it is in every snap with you. I he, can't even imagine. He is almost as fun to watch on the sideline as the the play itself on the field. I agree, and that's because you're always better. waiting for the reaction too. And I feel yes. like TV is kind of, you know, he, they, you know, CBS or whoever's covering them. It could be different national broadcasts. I feel like after every play, they have a camera on him. Well, they and have a camera. That. They have a camera on Taylor Swift after every play, so <sighs> it's only it's only fair. We gotta talk about that. Oh, that's a man. that's a popular topic in your household. Yeah, my my daughters watch football because of it now. Oh my gosh! See, they're the, your Chiefs brought this on themselves, man. They're not my Chiefs anymore. They're Norma's <laughs> Chiefs. I gave them back. How does Norma feel about this? I told her how I felt about it. I, I'll tell you about that. The we'll fact talk about that, that. Taylor Swift goes into that stadium and watches football. Tells you a lot about Travis Kelsey. What Hey-o, does it tell you? Hey-o. <laughs> 
and seen. We have two more hours to come with Blummer in studio for Wex on a uh, Thursday, final Thursday of 2023 edition of the A-Team. Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam talking your teams. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. We are just solving the world's problems during the break. It's going to be a good podcast in between. When they, we when always threaten all that together. <laughs> we always threaten to there do There are way it. too many governors on us. Oh, for sure. For a good reason. I mean, I enjoy it, obviously, but at the same time, that the the, MV- the FCC the, is our worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need sensors or filters. We don't need no, Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need to be saved from ourselves much. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, if you go down, I probably go down with you. No, I you're going to say yeah, you're indispensable. damage. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely indispensable. If I'm not in the principal's office at least two or three times a year, I haven't done my job, I don't think. I always, You know what? I'm not going to give too much of a peek behind the curtain, but some of my favorite times are when you bust through that door in the alternate press box at Minute Maid <laughs> yeah. and just, you know, let us know what's going on in the world. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I love those. And, and in turn, I've had those conversations with you. Yes, we have. I've stayed out of the principal's office. It started costing me too much money. People are like, why don't you fight with people anymore on social media? I'm like, because I have a kid. And I have another kid that's going to college, and I have a wife that'll stab me if I get in trouble again. That That's not good. And it's not necessarily in that order. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and I got to pay for a pool. <laughs> I got to pay for my pool. Being an adult is awesome, isn't oh, it? It's just the best, especially when you start falling, falling apart while you're trying to do all this stuff we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But hey, I guess it could be worse. I could be in my 50s. Uh, so, Damn. No, no, no. That's, that's I'm, I'm sorry. That was too much. I'm going to go home and cry. And bathe in like every ointment I have, trying to get me to stay young, <laughs> dude. Whatever. When I'm at I'm fifty, I'm a low tea on the way home for an extra shot. I mean, it's right. like I'm just loading hey, up. Hey, I uh, I moved my appointment at my uh, place today, yeah. Men's Tea Clinic, uh, because I was I don't want to to cloud an, an otherwise already very busy day, anyways. And I was like, if I go, it's just not. So I moved it to tomorrow. So you don't know, miss it. I did that for you. But, um, no, the A-team continues here until 6 o'clock on Sports Talk 790. Rossi is going to have a nightcap, but we've been talking about the fact that C.J. Stroud is back for the Texans. Spoke about it today. He is out of concussion protocol. He is uh, he, he basically holds the key to what the rest of the winner is going to look like for the Houston Texans. Either they're C- And, again, I, and I'm not doing this. I heard Matt and Ross talking about all the scenarios earlier. The, the biggest reason I want the Texans to just win out is so we're not talking. I don't want to do tiebreaker talk with Wex next week. I don't oh. want to do that. Like, I just don't want to do that. Like, I, if they. I, I'd get Wex and TK in together if they wanted to talk some of these tiebreakers and things like that. Cause it was the same way with the Astros down the stretch. Yeah. You know, if they, if, if they end up tying with the Rangers, they beat the Rangers in this, they beat, you know, they lose to the Seattle Mariners and the final like, day determined everything. Yeah. Literally. And I was just like, dude. There's the Rangers loss. Yeah. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> he got him. Oh, that's pretty good. Right I know. There. I've been working on it. Damn. I see, Dan. I need you to find. I play this almost every time you're in here. I need you to find the call from TK, and it's in the system of Jordan's moonshot, the one that landed so far up that they had to build the Michelob Ultra yeah, Lounge that's over the tingly it. Shot. Yeah. Well, that's your line. Yeah, but, but he's lost his. I've mind. never heard TK. He's like that one's 
way up there. Like, it's just incredible because he took it to another octave. He is so good. I love him. I need to know about this other side of him on the golf course. I want to fight. No, I'm saying he doesn't Does snap. he fight alligators and stuff no, when you're in Florida? He doesn't do anything. He'll just shot in the woods. And he's like, damn, okay. Really? Yeah, he's, he's just so low-key about it. But he's also low key when he like has a dig in the booth, right? He likes those. By I the know, way. and he looks, he waits. He's like a silent assassin because he knows I'm going to go out there and just kind of blurt it. But mm-hmm. if he can get it in there, kind of like just slip it in there and just have everybody go, did he just say what I think he said? What was the line he had? It wasn't even a line, but what he made a little like comment about the. I'm gonna. I'll put it this way: it was the production value of Astros After Dark. There was a sound effect at the end. Oh yeah, the little fern. Yeah, but he made some sort of like. Very, very. Only yeah, Todd could have delivered it. it. Sounded like a fart without saying it. Without sounded saying like a fart. it. What did he say? I don't know. He's just like he said something like that has a nice finish to it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so like. like it's it's like uh, I'm trying to think of like the great broadcasters of all time, and he he's it's in his lineage literally. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Harry was his he was, dad. He was gifted. Yes, it's got pipes from Mount Olympus. <laughs> Dan's going to pass out. He needs oxygen. I love Todd. I do. All right. So um, we'll get to plenty more baseball conversation. uh, We're going to have to get Todd to call in or something. But uh, CJ Stroud, um, I know you're excited that Nico Collins will be playing again this week. He's he's back back last week. How are you doing in your fantasy team, by the way? I'm going for seventh place. Really? Yeah. You're like me and Dan. Bring up the rear. I, I am the team. I've scored the most points in the league. Oh, I hate seasons like that. And I'm just getting both. So I guess who I played against last. Speaking of the freaking Texans, man. What happened? Guess who I played against last week. It was a Oh, Amari Cooper? Yeah. I, I had just, him. Good Lord. Who scored me 40. Dan, what did he put on you? 43? Yeah, it wasn't good. He, he, I was playing Dan. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, if you were playing him, yeah. it was great for I, me. And I was all, I'm also the team that has the high, like the pro, uh, projected points. Uh-huh. You know, you've got 72. Right. Per, you know, Which is a lie. Of, such a load of crap. And the percentages of winning. Yeah. Yeah, and until I, that guy goes off and this, they just swings the pendulum. I'll sit there. I've sat there at 70% every single game this year. And it went and the went, other way? I went 7 and 8. What? Yeah. It uh, was unbelievable. How many uh, teams? Uh, 12. Okay, so it's a legit. It's the yeah. full full slate. Oh, and I'm like, I'm the waiver king. I mean, I'm all over TikTok. You make more moves than anybody. Oh, dude, I'm wearing that waiver wire out. Interesting. I, my, the buy-in is like 250 bucks. I think I pay like 1000 by the end of it because I'm just waiver wiring everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 not, I'm not a good GM. I'm the Kevin Towers <laughs> of fantasy football where I'm just like, that guy's hot right now. I'm getting him. That's a, uh, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Rest in peace. One of the yeah. best GMs I've ever played for in my life. Did you know, by the way, speaking of which, and that former... Did you know uh, Jerry Hunsicker well? I mean, he... Well enough, yeah. Okay. I mean, we did caravans, and I mean, I've been, you know, I've been close enough to him. Because until, until Jeff Luno got here, he was the... Yeah. He, he was, was the guy. Yeah, That was, was the standard. Yeah, well, he was, yeah, he was against the grain. He made moves. Uh, Traded for Randy. Yeah. Your guy. He wasn't afraid. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best story ever. Um, the, the home run against Randy Johnson yeah, always good. gets me. But yeah, like, um, I, I just curious if, if, uh, if you were... Because that he's not the one that brought you in, though, is he? Yeah, I think he is. The first time. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, not the second. He also time. traded me away. Well, no. Where did he trade you to, though? Tampa freaking Bay. Oh, that's with right. Freaking Lou Pinella. Oh, for Christ's sake, son! <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to do a, a no. Pinella? Okay, you don't want to catch up on Lou Pinella. Dude, no. 
You know, what's up with that is our next signature segment. Maybe you could tell a Lou Pinella story where people would be like, what is up with that guy? Okay. There you go. All right. Blum is going to bring us uh, a Lou Pinella story for what's up with that. And we'll get to some other uh, current items in the sports. He's shaking his head. I love when I say his name and, and Jeff just dies a little inside. T- and TK lo- likes the guy. He loves him. Really? Yeah. Well, he's he was there. He was there forever. But at the same time, they're both Tampa guys, too. I mean, uh, uh, Lou Pinella was a Tampa lifer. He, he, lifer. Is he you from know, he there? Got, he got traded from the Seattle Mariners as a manager to Tampa Bay. That's wild. Yeah, for Randy Wynn. Mm. So that was interesting in itself. But he, he has an affinity for him. But it, I really wish I could say I held back. But I don't hold. I'm like, dude. When I, you talk to Todd, I, you I mean? hated that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you almost fight him? Yes. Or you did fight him? Hundred percent. Almost. You? No. If, if Don Zimmer and Jim Rice. Don Zimmer and broke it up. Don Zimmer doesn't break anything up. Well, he he gets, wasn't he the one that got uh, uh, thrown he, he down got by down by uh, Pedro by Pedro yeah. in the, in the he ALCS. Was, he was like a special assistant on that team, and he was in the dugout at Fenway talking to Jim Rice when I was getting ready to go after him. Oh, it was in the dugout. Yeah, for I, all this time I thought it was in the clubhouse or the manager's office. No, that was later. That was after. That oh, there was, was that several was the makeup session. I have just I have got a lot to learn. And we'll do that before 6 o'clock. Well, we here. don't have to do it to everybody on the radio. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know. <laughs> on the A-Team, Sports Talk 790, what's up with that straight ahead here on the A-Team? Adam and Adam are so Houston. And even though they don't smoke, they still have 25 lighters on their dresser. Love it, man. Yes, sir. They've got to get paid. So back to it, guys. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? This ball is on way out of here. One of the longest home runs in the history of this ballpark. I don't think a ball's ever landed up there. I'm tingly. Wait a minute. A new signature segment called... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? I say what's up. What the hell did I just listen to? Have you never heard this? No. You remember the skit on SNL, right? Yeah. Well, we were playing it one day on the show. Oh, my god! This is like the first year of the show. We've been on the air. Jeez. 19. Old. We, did you just drop a 19? Well, that's when we came back. I got March 25th was my first day back from my 11-month unpaid vacation. Hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great victory lap. Walking over that carcass and signing my deal was awesome that day. Anyway, um, this is going to be five years that we've okay. done the show. Um, I guess Wex officially came on board a couple weeks after that. It was March 25th. But I know it was in like the first year. That's pretty impressive. It's the longest I've ever had a, a one show with one host. Oh, I thought you were going to say a partner. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, unless you count my wife. We're going to have our eighth anniversary on March 1st. Jeez. God bless her. God bless her is right. She deals with a lot. Yeah. She does lives. She used to like sports. Oh, really? Until she married me. She ruined it. She's like, you can't do that. He's getting to where he understands you. You can't say those things. Oh, okay. You have to go. You can't. Because we have the TV in the middle. There's the living room. Then there's the kitchen with the TV at the breakfast table. And then the theater's in the back of the house. Yep. A lot of times I'll come in and eat dinner and I'll start the game. Especially Mm -hmm. if it's a central game, you know. But if it's going poorly... Oh, boy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's like, go to the theater. You can't do that in here because he's starting to copy you. you. Is all, so next time you text what your, your standard text is on a bad Astros night, I say go to the theater? What's my line? I mean, clean it up. What I was going to say. I can't remember what it is. F this game. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's I never what it's it was. Ne- but I, I love it because it's never a particular guy. It's not a play. It's just this. It's an umbrella. The entirety of the game. Yeah, because I'm mad. involved with this game sucks. <laughs> so I'm mad. Out. What's up with that game? Um, <laughs> all right. Before we get to your Lou Pinella fight story. Uh, I, uh, that's and a I, long, involved. Well, yeah. Traumatic. As, as Jim Rome once said, we got a long way to go. We got a lot of segments yeah, to go. That's true. Okay. Yeah, I'll get a few segments out of you, Blummer. Yeah. We're, not, we're not on a pitch clock. No. <laughs> Which, by the way, come Just on, keep... man. Two more seconds off? Rob, leave it alone, dude. These guys' arms are going to fall off. I'm convinced that's what happened to Fromber last year. I'm not even kidding. I mean, there's probably you, some you other factors. A number of guys on that list. Yeah, but I mean, like Degrom, Scherzer, injuries versus just per- overall performance. If you didn't get hurt, what is up with that? Why do you keep messing that is with a this? Great question. I don't know. Hey, don't, but uh, how many times have you seen an experiment like this? It only goes one year to like take two more seconds off instead of saying, "Hey, let's get more data." Yeah, let's just, yeah. Let's just let the guys really get into rhythm with this thing. Well, oh, let's here. Two more seconds gone. You and I have had this conversation on and off the air about how I just. This is why I don't like when the purists, the baseball purists, start waxing poetic about the tradition of the game. What tradition? You've got a gift runner on second base and extra innings yeah. now. You cannot. It's not the same game. You can't say that but anymore. Even, but the rosters were different. The game was played differently. The athletes were different. Everything. And the, the concept of a pitch clock and certainly the concept of robot umpires Ooh. has a lot of, of it, it has a lot of merits to it. Mm-hmm. But it has to be done right. Yeah. And I think this is the opposite of that. First of all, you should probably put a little bit more time on the clock if you're going to have it. If you're going to get if you're going to get what you like, better baseball. Well, look. It, at some point, you have to just admit the game is what it is. Like, what's the most popular sport in the world? Football. No. Soccer. Football. Oh, yeah. It takes forever. Exactly. And how many times do they not score ever? A lot. And people still keep selling out those stadiums. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you would just think of it in those terms, I know that's simplistic, but you don't have to bleep with every aspect of the game. Yep. But yet, con- continue to run C.B. Buckner out there to call balls and strikes yeah. poorly. Well, that, I mean, it's kind of interesting to bring up the whole robo umpire thing because I think that that and some and replay rules. I think a lot of that goes to gambling. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's. I just think that baseball is trending in that in that direction. Aren't and all sports to an extent? I think they all are already. You know, the NBA has that in season tournament. I mean, some of the situation. You know, some of the opportunities you have to throw money down on that game, and then obviously fantasy football. Mm-hmm. But now that you're going to have these quicker games. 
I can watch I can watch a West Coast game on the East Coast now if I know it's going to be two and a half hours and lay all the money down I want on that. Right. And now if you've got an, an automated strike zone, there's another certainty in the game that I can kind of you know, work my betting off of. How about the fact that you can no longer make the statement, well, it's an American League game, so it's going to be four hours. I know. No, no you're exactly all right. of the DH games. DH is would, gone. Yeah, everybody has a DH in their in their games. It's, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, you know, there's there's certain aspects of it. Like I, I'd be like, all right, I'll do a compromise. If you want to go 18 seconds instead of 20, then I want my robot umps now. Yeah. Or get rid of the just. What is Angel Hernandez doing? What are well, we doing here? Can, well, you talk about making adjustments and making the game better, right? Is that why we're we're trying to speed up the game? We're trying to play better baseball, so you wrote, you get rid of the shift, so everybody starts getting hits. There's more offense, there's more excitement. The ball's in play, mm-hmm. what, but that's it, supposedly that's enhancing the game and making it a better game to watch, right? Watching Angel Hernandez, CB Buckner, and some of these other guys that get low grades on their strike zones is that good for the game? And why, if it is, you're an idiot. Yeah. But if you want to adjust it, why? How do you adjust that? Why don't you make them make the adjustment? And I, you know, Wex and I talk about this with because the playoffs are great because everybody who grades out gets to go to the playoffs, right? And NBA officiating, like there's certain guys. Dude, the NFL ain't any prettier. No, they're bad this year. Wow. And normally, I'm like NFL is on another level. They're down here with the NBA and and Major League Baseball. I'm really disappointed in that. It's just, the, the, the athleticism in, the, in all of these sports is way too good to be putting up with bad officiating. And and a lot of times you can make the statement and it would be accurate that it feels like these officials, regardless of what league we're talking about think that you paid those exorbitant ticket prices to come see them. Yeah, it's unfortunate. They make themselves a, a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Who is it that was, who is it, was it last season or the year before, you were like, get back behind the plate. Uh, yeah, that, Vic was, that was Vic Carapaza. You're 100% correct. I was I like, never heard tired you lose of it like seeing that. you without your mask on. Put your freaking mask on. Get behind the plate. And let's play some baseball, man. <laughs> I like, Wait, I, just, I'm not up here calling the umpires. I'm up I here know. calling the game. Get was, back behind the plate. It was so good I, was, I think I even tweeted it. I've never heard Blummer lose it like that on air no yeah i have I, yeah I, I you've heard me lose it before but i mean that was very spe- but to be that specific i was frustrated presley was pitching wasn't he yeah yeah that was that, that was, was in bad. kansas city i think mm-hmm. it was and he actually ended up getting ejected from that game yes. it was because vic lost complete control of that game and had no idea what was going on and started to blame people that didn't deserve the blame yeah sorry here we go again i'm no, back in the spot but yeah no, that, that was terrible ah, I, I agree but, so, uh, then, but, but again, with the NFL, I'm tired of these like meetings and they're talking to everybody and they're trying to hash out. You're looking at one coach. Competition take, committee. Yeah. Do you want to take the penalty? Do you not want to take the penalty? And then I then I assess the penalty and I've got to go back over to each coach and explain why I made this harebrained idea of moving the football back 15 yards. You know, Dan, was the first, was the uh, pass interference review what they had in the league and then they took it out? That was, I remember that. I think you're right. Like a couple yeah. of years ago? Yeah, it was after the Saints-Rams uh, NFC Championship yep. game. And what was the what was the reasoning? Well, I like mean, if it's not did you have a certain number of challenges on that? I think so. If I'm not mistaken, I think Sean Payton at the time was on the competition committee. Oh, well, say no more. <laughs> that blowhard. Hey, how's Russell Wilson working out for you? I thought you were going to turn that around and Nathaniel Hackett was an idiot. Not his fault if he had oh. other linemen and receivers. I mean, the guy said oh. it himself yesterday. Yeah, he's... Oh, okay. Talent, you mean? There's no. that. Yeah. Doesn't he have a, a an iron fist over there? Wasn't he given like part ownership or something when he got the jo- the coaching job? Well, I mean, for guys <laughs> like him and Bill lost O'Brien office, and Josh McDaniels, job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 never their fault. Everybody else is stupid. They're the smart ones. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. 
because now's a pretty good time to use that audio. Did you see what a former... What's the best way to to describe him? A former player of Bill O'Brien's at Alabama. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Jalen Milrow. Jalen yeah, Mil- straight out of Katie. Him. This is. I don't need to even set this up. Listen to what he just he just casually buried Bill O'Brien. So good. All my life, even when I was in college, she my own offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien told me I shouldn't play quarterback. So, you know, there's a lot of things I can, you know, have motivation on, and that is something I have motivation from. That is a body blow. Dude, straight, just didn't say my OC. He said my OC, Bill O'Brien. And that's not even Bill O'Brien catching strays in New England. That's just <laughs> somebody speaking facts about a guy who just... Your Heisman potential yes. quarterback. Yeah, but but Bill O'Brien didn't think he should play quarterback. Dear God. And listen, here's the deal. We've seen athletes and coaches and front office people say things and... And embellish, over embellish all the time. Yeah, I don't think he says that unless I think he got to a tipping point. But, I think, I th- yeah. But but he's but he's also. I don't think he's. That's not an over the top statement. No, that's pretty black and white. This guy who used to be the OC here told me a guy who's a finalist for the Heisman, I shouldn't play the position I'm a finalist for the Heisman for. And that got recruited as a quarterback at Tompkins High School just down the street here in Katy. I mean, this guy yeah. is a phenomenal athlete. Well, not, and you saw what he could do. Not according to Bill. Well, what did Jalen Milrow do down the stretch? I mean, obviously, they got off to a rough start yeah. early with the offense. And now where are they? To Final Four. Don't worry. There's more. Is there a position he wanted you to play or said you should be this position or that position? Or do you just... I mean, he, he, I mean... He told me a bunch of bits that I could have switched to, but look where I'm at right now. So, you yes. know what I'm saying? So, who gets the last laugh? <laughs> oh, damn. There's some oh. bitterness behind this. And it's not just that he's, you know, in the final four. It's that, you know, Bill's up in New England and Bailey Zappi is the era you're in right now. Oh. And Belichick's about to lose his job. And I got news for you. I don't think Robert Kraft is going to get out of his latest session at the Asian Orca or Orchids of Asia or whatever it's called and come out and say, you know, I think I'm going to give the keys to the kingdom over to Bill O'Brien because he's had such a great track record. I'm just telling you, I, I don't think it's going to go that way for Billy O. God, that, you, yeah, that was good. That was really good. Orchids of Asia yeah, is the greatest. So good. Hey, you going over to the Orchids of Asia today? I'm going to get a massage. Really? Huh? What's it? What kind? You know, the good kind at the Orchids of Asia. Last laugh. Exactly. Yeah. We're all getting the last laugh in Houston. Speaking of happy endings, <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's good for Jalen though, dude. Yeah, no, you know I what? I love that because you don't get to say stuff like that until you get to the NFL. But to be in the in a college football he, and get his team in that uh, college football playoff, he picked a spot to too. be able to do that. He had been sitting on that for a while. And the thing is, they could win it. Yeah, anybody that's left could win it. And He's really going to have the last laugh if oh, that happens. If he's raising a trophy or an MVP at the end I'm, of this thing. I would just, I'm dying to know if Nick Saban said anything to him after that. But I, th- that was my other thought was, you know, this is a Saban player. Right. Who's very, Saban's very calm, cool, collected, you know, very selective in his words. He, what if he did say, hey, if you got something to say, you, you're in the playoff. You got us here. Go ahead. But what's interesting is that for whatever reason. Because somebody's going to ask Nick about it now, right? I would hope so. Yeah, I think I mean, be whoever's better. brave enough to. <laughs> you don't you you don't ask him questions lightly. Yeah, you better be ready for whatever's coming your, your way. But I'll tell you what, um, and you know Dan can speak to this, having come over from from deep in the heart of SEC country. 
when did Nick Saban become this salvager of coaches? Or it's almost like a, a rehab program. Reclamation. Yeah, reclamation yeah. project guy. I mean, Lane Kiffin, well, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien was looking for getting his credibility back. Yeah, That's because why he went, that, well, he ran the Texans into the ground. He traded DeAndre Hopkins for a ham sandwich. Well, remember, too, when he got hired there, Saban even kind of had a backhanded compliment to him where he goes, he's not going to be in charge of personnel here. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, though. Both of these comments are he probably 100% had to feel, fair. He probably felt he had to be abundantly clear about that, too. I'll Obviously, never... he, he misread the personnel of Jalen Milrow. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly, but like... And I'll, I'll never forget the former uh, media relations director for the Texans and I had a conversation. And I said, does he ever say anything about, because I, I know he had rabbit ears to an extent and the yeah. organization did because I was really scathing for a few years there and people were getting on board because I was I kept saying things that were true because I knew things. And she said that all he said was, why does that guy hate me so much? <laughs> that was She goes, that's the only conversation that me and him had one-on-one -on -one where your name actually came up. That was a different conversation he had with a fan. And that's part of the reason he's not here anymore. <laughs> Man, Jalen, that was strong to very strong. Yeah, he's all of a sudden endeared himself to everybody down here in Houston. I might be rooting for Alabama. Which I can't. I know. Yeah. There are reasons. About L L yeah, the SEC is, is running deep through the Blum household. Two? So. Two at Arkansas? Three at Arkansas, one oh, at LSU. Yeah. Oh, and my speaking gosh. Of, what, Bobby Petrino coming back. Into Arkansas? Hashtag road rash. Oh, my gosh, dude. I was is that like, the greatest picture ever? It is the greatest. The neck brace and the road rash on the face. The the terrible thing about him, Petrino coming back to Arkansas is the first game that he, or first appearance he makes on campus is at one of Musselman's games at Bud Walton Arena. <laughs> and they show him and Sam Pittman sitting there. It looks like an old boys club. It's like, <laughs> hey, we got it back together, guys. And I'm going, oh, dear God, this is not going anywhere. <laughs> And my daughters are like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, no. They're going to Google him. Yeah, they're going to find well, out. That's the thing is like, before you Google it, I go, you know, this is the take. Mm. And now, th now they're like, why do you come back? I'm like, I have no idea. Who likes Eric Musselman more, Jim Rome or you? Me. Right now, me. I'm a, I'm a Musselman guy. Love Emus. Great guy. Great guy. Love that guy. <laughs> he is the best. His energy is unbelievable. I mean, and just watching that SEC and... And, and the intensity yeah. of that of basketball, he, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, and he responds I to my text. He won his hundredth game this this year, uh, and I texted him. And I mean, it was like, man, who do they, they beat Duke mm -hmm. at Bud Walton on Arkansas the first time? And it was like Nolan Richardson was in the house. Yeah, I mean, the last time they beat him was for the national championship in '94, '96, whatever it was. And uh, he wins. I mean, the plate they're rushing the court. Mm -hmm. He's like, he kept his shirt on this time. <laughs> But he's out there having a blast. And I text him. I'm like, dude, congrats on everything. It looked amazing. Three or four minutes later, the dude texted me back. I'm like, holy cow. That's like, awesome. Yeah, that's how you rise, that's how you rise on, the, on the phone there. I'm going to hang out yeah. with Eric Musselman one of these days. All right, we're way late, but it was worth it. Uh, that is an extended edition of In Case, or In Case You Missed It. What's up with that? We'll get In Case You Missed It at 5.15, but we'll continue here uh, on a Thursday edition of the A-Team as we just passed the halfway point here on Sports Talk 790. If you can buy Astros gear on it, you can hear us on it. Listen live for free on any smart device.
It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. By the way, have you, uh, have you thanked the sports gods for having one of the best broadcasting teams for the Astros? I'm just saying. Not because of the guy sitting next to me. I was going to say, you always know how to make me feel good. <laughs> well, well, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it now. You know, that, that first of the year, like, uh, th- that January 1st is where that gear kind of, like, shifts. And you go, okay, it's, it's, it's our Calendar time. Calendar flips. Yeah, it's our time. And you've had way too much time off. Yeah, it, it's been extensive. An extra and, week this year. An extra week. It, it was odd. But you know what's great is watching all of these guys' Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Like the workouts these guys are doing now, Bregman's they're way it. ahead of schedule. And they haven't had the opportunity to actually focus on themselves because that offseason has been so condensed. So the only thing that's kind of giving me some hope and, and uh, excitement is watching these guys. Their offseason programs are a joke. In this, Speaking of a joke, this two-minute segment is going to be a joke because um, right. we went a little late last segment. But in I'm all honesty... I could be the wrench. No, no, no. This is good because this, this is a very... Uh, what's what's the, what would uh, Randy McAvoy say? It's a turnkey segment right here. Okay, it's gonna be a t- quick turnaround. Okay, you got a break at forty two. We got to get out. All right, so make it fast. Ask that question. Uh, let it breathe. Um, <laughs> I'm only laughing because I've heard that. <laughs> I'll shoot you an email later. Um, so I'm thinking, and this is just my theory. It's baseball town, by the way. That the Astros are, I'm looking at Bregman specifically, and maybe it's because his contract's up, and I'm certainly not going to put you in a awkward position about that topic, but I have my thoughts. But more, this is, this is about the actual on field. Regardless of what happens with his deal, Altuve, Tucker, Fromber in the future, all that, losing to the Rangers the way they did, and knowing that that could be, not necessarily will be, but could be a factor. Maybe this is Alex Bregman's last season in Houston. That is a real possibility. You have to admit that. I just feel like we're about to see maybe not a 2019 level of scorched earth, but when you factor in who they lost to, the way they lost to them, Mm -hmm. the douchebag the house collectively has, I just, I'm not saying they're going to win 106 games, but I'm not saying they're not. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. They, they could, you know, and we were talking about, you know, how this has been an odd offseason because it really, you know, the catching position is going to be filled. Center field is going to figure itself out between, you know, if it is Jake Myers, if it isn't, they can make trades, you know, at any time. Uh, or they have Jacob Melton's or some other guys that maybe surprise you and kind of fill in because I feel like we've actually had that influx of young talent here that has kind of surprised us every single year. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, the rotation's the biggest difference in making a statement like but that. Pitching though. is everything too. Yeah, right. And you've got to stay healthy throughout the course of a season. I think that you do have some depth in the rotation, and that's why Dana Brown's looking at the bullpen because it's almost to the point where you could say we've got enough pitching depth that we could try Hunter Brown out there in the bullpen. We can try Jose or Keaty to be that long guy or JP Frank. I don't know. You know they, they have a lot of options and the conversations are going to be good because everybody they have has been proven. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the entertaining thing. It's just how deep do you want that bullpen to be because that's where they've really thrived is having great starting pitching and then slamming the door seven, eight, and nine. And will you be able to do that again if you don't have the Nairs or the Stanek or the Maton to be able to set those guys up? But uh, with Alex Bregman coming back and talking about going scorched earth, the American League West has not gotten any better. Mm-mm. And that's what's it's gotten worse, me. actually, in my opinion. If you want to talk about the well, Angels, the Angels are going to be A's level. Yeah. That's what's frightening. I is, mean, they what's their, Mike Trout thinking right now? I don't know, man. He, is he wiping his tears some, with that money? He, he, that's the only thing you could think. Because, man. Or he's going to go out there and put his Hall of Fame numbers up every year and just take the L. I mean, his career. He can you can point to war, which is wins above replacement, but then you look at the overall career record, it ain't gonna be pretty. You know, or does he get halfway through the season and go, look, this is terrible. I gotta get out of here. And by the way, Rendon's gonna, you know, he's gonna pull a hamstring. He's not gonna be healthy. I was about to say, how are you are you gonna enjoy all of April with Rendon? Because that's about yeah. when he'll be out. Yeah. But like the the flip side of thing across town, great. You spent seven hundred gajillion dollars on Shohei Otani. It guarantees you nothing. And as a matter of fact, it almost you, makes it the, that fall that much greater. If you lose in the DS again, oh dear God, they're going to light Dodger Stadium on fire. Yeah, because that team has agree. underachieved. So I'm sorry, your Mickey Mouse 2020. I wanted it Lowe's in Arlington with placards watching me championship does not count. Well, what, what, well, you talked about the you know everybody's kind of forgotten the Rangers and the Rangers are still going to be competitive in the West. So I shouldn't say the entire division's gotten bad, but it's going to be a two two horse race literally in two horse towns. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Texas West two step. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be it. But at the same time, man, I completely well, lost you my think train Seattle of uh, um, Seattle kind of taking a step back. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, Mitch Garver's their big signing in the off season. Okay. He's yeah, great. you he's know okay. what that means? That means he's going to crush the Astros every time he plays. Well, he's he's going to be the new Seager, but he's not going to be in a he's not going to be in a stadium that was conducive to his swing True. like it was in Texas. I just feel like he's going to be Kyle Seager. Yeah, he only hits home runs against the Astros, just like he did in the playoffs. Yeah, and then no, uh, he did. I mean, that dude was a juggernaut. All of a sudden, out I of hate nowhere. them. I hate them so much, and they bought yeah. that championship. Yeah, but I just love that everybody kind of says that state. Oh, you know what I was talking about? How you said everybody forgot about the Rangers. Mm-hmm. The first thing that everybody says that oh you won the twenty twenty championship they're like isn't that the strike short or isn't that the COVID season yeah so I mean they've you can talk about asterisks all you want they've got the COVID asterisks all over that thing and my favorite part about the Rangers was when they got to their um, rinky dink victory parade where they basically drove around their Dude, stadium that was. <laughs> oh, well, that man. was sad, but not as sad as Corey Seager thinking he had some sort of mic drop when he... When he borrowed ta- somebody he, else's line? He borrowed an Astros line. Uh, They're so rent-free in your head. I was going to say, if you're going to choose to 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 regurgitate somebody else, don't do the rival that's it, already got two championships under their belt. And if they... You had scoreboard. You beat them. Uh, that's all. You don't have to say anything. To say. Don't even acknowledge you them. You immediately turn that spotlight 
back of you, on the back Astros. On yeah. I was like, oh yeah, the Astros. I wonder when they're going to be back because they're way more interesting than this team right here. Imagine sitting in the seats going, man, yeah, he said what? Oh, I just loved Rangers fans. I thought that thought that was some sort of mic drop. That was yeah. that was comical to me. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come that was right the back. Two minutes I've ever been involved in. Well, that's because we're late again by three minutes on man. this break. And now I'm going to tell you guys about something else. If you're if you're tense. Because the Rangers won the World Series, and you don't want to even think about it. If you're stressed out because you just you want to make sure that the Texans win these last two games, whatever it is, maybe you're you're just smarting from last night's blowout loss by the Rockets. You've got to get rid of that tension. You've got to get the gift of relaxation for yourself or that special someone at Woodhouse Day Spa. Just because the holidays are coming to an end doesn't mean that the gift giving ends. No. 365, 24-7, Woodhouse Day Spa is there with over 70 new services on their mood care-focused menu that can include massages, but also facials and body treatments, manicures, pedicures, and sleep treatments, among many, many other things that your loved one or yourself will experience the beauty of relaxation all year long, no matter when you go into that truly five-star experience. It's a spa that you are going to remember. It's a spa that's going to get the job done as far as getting rid of the tension and the stress that has crept up in your life. You got to take a few minutes of me time and make sure that you wear, you're where you need to be mentally with a relaxing day at Woodhouse Day Spa. All you got to do is head on over to their website, make a reservation at one of their two participating Houston area Woodhouse locations and experience one of their unique packages today. Go to HoustonWoodhouseSpas.com. That's HoustonWoodhouseSpas.com. The Third Coast. The only time where being third is actually right where we want to be. Back to our homegrown Adams, the A Team, on Sports Talk 790. It is the A Team here on Sports Talk 790. Blummer. In studio, appreciate him coming in for all three hours today as Wex continues his pseudo vacation. Um, we are going to get to football at five at the top of the hour. I'll give you a hint: there's a certain Hall of Fame finalist that will be the topic of conversation. Man, just crossing fingers. Which, speaking of that, yeah. um, Billy has got to go in this year. Come on. When do so, we find out? Nozzle, do you see that nozzle that uh, voted for two guys? I can't remember the guy's name. I should have done a little more research on him. Writes some, he's a, some opinion editor. I don't know. This whole vote. But he has thing. a vote. Yes. Yeah. Voted for Billy Wagner last year, doesn't vote for him this year. Why? How? Huh? Did he and got, only voted for two guys on the ballot, not even 10. So I don't understand. So he took a vote away yeah. that was there last year and didn't really even use his. How many can you vote on a ballot? 10, I think 10. 10? Okay. Yeah. Um, that's lame. Yeah. That's really, it's, it's idiotic. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Did and he then, get and then, le- you, then you put on the, I don't know who it was. Right in? Put on the disclaimer. I know a lot of you are going to be mad. Deal with it. Shut up. Oh, that's worse. Yeah, it's Marcos Breton. Thank is you. The guy's yes. name, and he voted for Carlos Beltran and Adrian Beltre, which I'm okay with. But there's his... plenty of other names on there. How about Todd Helton, Bobby Abreu, Billy Wagner? What's his Twitter handle? Oh boy, at Marcos Breton. Yeah, but how about that? E-T-O-N. <laughs> yeah, in case anybody's wondering. I could, I, that one just, I hate that. I, that, that just burns me. That's a, that's an abuse of a privilege. Yes. To me. Mm-hmm. Like if you're thought of for whatever reason enough to be given, frankly, a gift, I mean, this is the Hall of Fame and you that's get to, to help determine. Vote. Yeah. yeah. And Legacy. If you're, 
I mean, like, you know, uh, Andre Ware is a good buddy of mine. He gets a Heisman vote every year because oh, he's the 89. Cool. Uh, and he showed me the ballot. It's that really cool awesome. to see that. He's like, I haven't filled it out yet. You want to see it? Because we usually yes. do radio together. Andre's and, uh, great. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. He's the nicest guy, too. And and that's, but he takes it seriously. And it's not just because he's an analyst for college football. Like, he takes that seriously. Uh, I, did they because take, he has one looking over his shoulder when he's voting. True, but I was just about to say, <laughs> did OJ? does OJ still get a vote? Because you know I'm going to bring up OJ at least once a show. Do they have to make an addendum? That's in, what I'm, I'm in wondering. That voting like, contract saying, well, if you they didn't take his trophy, but they did sort of. <laughs> the lawyers did. He was like hiding it or whatever. Yep. Bleacher Report says, despite legal trouble, he does still have a vote. How I'm about just that? I'm just saying, go Bills. <laughs> Where are my OJ drops when Don't I need it? Because because I, I, I always think about that, you know. With the, a, lot, a lot of juggling with you. Nine. Take care. Take care. There he is on the golf cart. <laughs> He's still looking. I'm just saying. He's looking for the real killers. Yeah. Hey, X-World, yours truly. That's my favorite. Oh, he gosh. changed it from Twitter World to X-World when the name changed. Of course he did. Yeah. yeah. He's the best. He is. Something. Something. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really done it. Have you met him before? Never. I felt like you'd have crossed paths with him being him. a California guy or just yeah. with what you did for a living. Nope. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. I'm always, I've told Wex this a million times, I don't know how I would react. Like if I'm in Vegas, which is probably your I best bet. I feel like your initial reaction, you'd just be laughing your ass off. Well, I, I'm you'd just start saying. laughing and pointing. <laughs> I, I would want, but see, the, the truthful side of me wants to admit that I would probably want to take a picture with him. There'd be that stalker. Well, first of all, you'd take that stalkerish selfie where you're like in Here the front he is. and he's in the back yeah. and has no clue what's going on. Except for I think he would because he loves the camera so much. <sighs> He'd be like, hey. You want an autograph or maybe a, a picture? Well, that would be a great way to I'm set it up. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yes, please don't stab me. <laughs> Could you please be an arm's length away? Just, or two. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just saying. Let me see your hands. One of my claims to fame is that I lasted three days of his Twitter existence before I got blocked. Oh, wow. Three days. Is that a record for you? Or is there some, I think so. Oh, wow. Like he created the account and it I'm took talking, me. I'm not talking like. No, I don't try to. Fan base guy. I'm talking like celeb, player, athlete. Oh, well, yeah. I, I was talking about this the other day. It's the, the list is long and illustrious of yeah. blocks, but the ones that I know what I did versus the ones I don't. Yeah. Like, I have, a, a, I absolutely know why Mark Cuban blocked me, and it had nothing to do with sports. <laughs> it had everything to do with the 2016 election. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I knew it, and I know what I said, and I, it did not take long. Bloop. That's how I knew he actually reads his tweets. Yeah. I was um, going to say, yeah, you definitely find out who reads those tweets. Well, like Chris Weber blocked me. I'm like, what did I ever say to you? What did, yeah, what's the affiliation I don't there? Know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it happens. But, uh, you know, I, I just, it took three days for OJ to, to say, huh? Okay. I'm just saying. I'm and you got your money's worth. I know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So did the Brown family and the Goldman family. All right. Uh, we will get to the 5 o'clock hour next. We will weigh in with a potential... First time Houston Texan Hall of Famer. Yeah, it could happen. He's a finalist. We'll hear from him when we come back next here on the A-Team Sports Talk at 790. Now, before I tell you guys about Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland, Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6, two dealerships that have everything you need. They have the inventory, they have the pricing, and, of course, they have the customer service. The cust- Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Customer satisfaction, frankly, that comes with being the GM dealer of the year 13 years in a row at the Sugarland location and the convenience factor of being open every single Sunday out at the Highway 6 location. Jeff and Tiffany Sebastian are just waiting to get your 2024 year started off right by riding in style with whatever type of vehicle that has that bow tie on the front. If you want to get into a Chevy, that's the only place to do it. Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland and Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6. Tell them Adam Clanton from Sports Talk 790 sent you into either location. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. A-Team. Are you ready for some football? It's five o'clock somewhere. Nothing, baby. It's five o'clock football. Don't run that over there. Professional football in America is a special game. Five o'clock hour underway. Blummer sitting in for Adam Wexler as he continues his vacation. Dan Matthews, as usual, producing. And uh, just to reset a little bit before we get to uh, some Hall of Fame conversations, since it is football at five, obviously the big news of the day with your local football team, the fact that C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to be good to go for the Titans game this weekend. Uh, Texans went out. They're in the playoffs. It's pretty much as simple as that. There's some other scenarios and all that if you want to start to get convoluted, but I really don't. I'd like them to just win these two games. I'd like C.J. to do what he did before this concussion, this two-game stint on the shelf, um, because he was the most electric rookie quarterback by far in the entire NFL this season. And uh, having spent that time on the shelf, part of what he had to say earlier today was uh, on a new perspective coming into this uh, game that we assume he'll be starting against the Titans and uh, also the playoff situation. So here's a little bit about what number seven had to say earlier. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's cool just to see like your teammates go out there and get a kind of third perspective because uh, my perspective always been from the sideline or in the game. Um, so I actually got to like see some things that we can work on, um, like from a visual standpoint of, on like a TV level. Um, not like trying to look cool or nothing, but just trying to like control our emotions better, um, things like that. And I feel like just that perspective of the game definitely helped. And I feel like, man, we're, we're right where we're, uh, we're right where we're at. You know, like we got to, uh, appreciate the work that we've put in, but at the same time, just get one at a time and, um, build keep building for hopefully making the playoffs and that's definitely the goal um and just go from there so i mean we got to start with tennessee which is a, a really uh, hard challenge you can see last time we played them they played us really tough um and uh, mike rabel does a, a great job of uh, mixing up the defense and stuff like that so um definitely i feel like we're at where we're at for a reason and we gotta just keep going i love that he is uh talking about the fact that the titans played them tough last time yeah like nobody played for the texans 
I get that. I, look, that was, you talk about a war of attrition that day. What a, I mean, Case Keenum got the win. He threw the, it was a pick six that he had in that game, but he ended up, you know, getting them into a position to win that game. They win on the, uh, I think it was a 53-yarder uh, in overtime, and the Oilers were sent home unhappy. This is great. But nobody wants to confuse that Titans-Texans game, or I guess Oilers in this case, with what I think is going to happen on Sunday. Um, it's a much healthier Texans squad overall. There's still going to be some some pieces missing. I don't think Will Anderson's going to be playing. I, you know, Tank Dell's obviously still out. Uh, I don't think Nico Collins played in that game the first time around, though. And obviously, you're going to have C.J. Stroud back. I just honestly really think C.J. is going to beat their brains in. I mean, I'm not even like being a homer. Dude's going to be excited to play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it, that's it's more about him and them versus anything whoever they're playing. Well, it's like the Texans beat the Titans. Mm-hmm. But the Texans are going to play the Titans this time around. Right. Yeah. Yes, because they were they trailed basically that whole game. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm all, I'm also looking forward to Andre Johnson going into the Hall of Fame. This guy was about as you think about consummate professional. You think about, um, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. The, the I mean, you, you talked about the Titans. Tell, tell the story you were telling me off air about oh, dude. going to uh, to practice. or I think it was OTAs one year when he was playing. Yeah, it was the first year the Texans were coming back to Houston. And I was with the Astros and was living here in town and just happened to be available. And one of our PR uh, people said, hey, uh, the Texans are opening up the bubble for practice. Do you want to go down and watch? And we're like, oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go down and check it out, try and jump on this bandwagon. And they just, we're sitting on the sideline in the bubble. They're running their plays, offense against defense. They're going down. All of a sudden, they kind of get to the vicinity where we're at, maybe on the 20-yard line. And so the line of scrimmage is right there on the 20-yard line. And, and, you know, the wide receiver on the left side of the field goes in motion. coming right at us. Mm -hmm. Full sprint. Plants the right foot. Goes up the field. Makes some ridiculous jumping one-handed catch in the back of the end zone. And I'm like, good Lord, that man was coming at me very fast <laughs> and then took a right turn. <laughs> on and, a dime. On a dime. Yeah. And then jumped up in the air and made a one-handed catch. I'm like, dude, that guy is the best football player I've ever seen in my life in person. That player proceeds to come over and shake our hands, and it's Andre. Mm-hmm. But the dude is like 6'4", 250. He's a specimen. I'm like, that guy should be playing linebacker. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's a wide receiver. And, you know, Then your mind is an athlete. You're like, how do you cover this guy? What if he hits me? <laughs> you're thinking all these wrong case scenarios. But he was just an unbelievable athlete. So all of a sudden, you're turned on by this specimen. Mm-hmm. And you watch him play throughout his career. And obviously, he should be a no-brainer, Hall of Famer. And not to mention everything he meant to this city. And I love the fact that the Texans now, this new regime that we're talking about, we love the young guys, but I love that J.J. Watt's back. I love mm-hmm. that Andre Johnson's back and has a voice and is making appearances. I think that's brilliant. Well, see, that's... When, when things were going really rogue, really going south, before we knew about the extracurricular with Deshaun Watson, remember, people forget... There was like that little purgatory space where he was demanding a trade before we knew about the legal issues because he was so disenfranchised, ironically, by the franchise. And there was that post where Andre Johnson, who never puts anything on social media, took a picture with Deshaun at the Rockets game in the Lexus Lounge, no no less, just basically saying without saying... Get Jack Easterby the hell out of town. Oh, wow. That's what he, he was called, saying. He called it early. 
he didn't I, he didn't name Jack, but he was saying get him out of town. Stand your ground is what he said. He was saying that to Deshaun. Then we find out that Deshaun likes to get little extracurricular activities doing at the uh, at the Houstonian and everything else, and uh, you know, it was the orchids. Well, then no, no, that was Robert Kraft. Oh my bad. That was the Patriots wrong, wrong owner. One. Wrong, wrong bad massages. <laughs> I mean, come on, NFL. But like, it, it was just like, oh boy, because he's that guy, like a JJ. JJ is already about to jump ship, anyways, because he's tired of everything going on, and 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 actually says to Deshaun. As they're walking off the field following the last regular season game, quote, I'm sorry we wasted a year of your prime. Man. And cameras picked that up. Like, that's as low as you can yeah. get, except for they got worse. Then they Then they hired David Culley. Then they hired Lovey Smith. And, you know, three wins, back-to-back seasons. Like, that's why this year is just so... We're all just happy to be, like, relevant here. And it would be fitting if you went in this year. Right. And, and so, having said all that... I think Fox 26 uh, caught up with Andre Johnson, and they asked him about this franchise. Why do you love the Houston Texans so much? This is what Andre had to say. I don't know. I think it's just more of just the the way the city embraced me uh, when I came here. Um, You know, I spent 12 years here. You know, I played 14, but I spent 12 years of my career career here. And uh, it was just, I mean, it's... Feels like family, you know. Um, I seen every player pretty much come in and leave, and you know I was like the only guy that was still here at, at one point. And um, I don't know, it just it, it feels like home. So you know, I always said I would, you know, be around until you know they put me in the ground. So uh, you know, I want to see this organization win. I want to see it be successful. I want to see it win a Super Bowl, and. Um, I'm going to be here and support it until it happens. I mean, he's like the epitome of bury me in the age before it was an Astros thing. Yep. I mean, just, it's, the guy is just a legend. And Would this be a dumb question? Would he be the first Texan in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, JJ's going. Well, I mean, JJ's going, but I'm saying there needs somebody that needs to break that seal. Why he, would they have somebody like him? Right. Well, so they they became a franchise, like they became a franchise in 99, but their first actual season was 02. Yeah. He was drafted in 03. So he's been here for all but one season of the Texans. He's been Damn. associated with it, all that stuff. And the thing is, like, he he was a Florida guy. Like, he was born and raised in Florida, as I recall, and then he went to the U. And for him to say that Houston is home, yeah, that's a big deal because he's very, very, t- and he still is got ties to to the Florida area, Miami, and all that stuff. It's not it, he's not turned his back on them, but what he said there, I'd never really thought about. First of all, the fact that he played twelve of his fourteen years. First of all, the fact that he played fourteen years at wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> that's great, but, yeah. The only, the only, you know what? The only reason people don't talk about that more is because I think uh, Larry Fitzgerald came into the league at the same time as him and played longer somehow. You have to really be, like we were talking about, a specimen to even have a chance at playing that long, much less playing as well or at the level that he did. And it just sucks that his quarterbacks were David Carr. And, I mean, Matt Schaub had a couple of years here, but it's like, you just think about, what if CJ had played with Andre? Well, I was just going to say, you hate playing that what could have been, but why doesn't that make it the case for him being in the Hall of Fame that much greater, considering... He didn't have that elite level quarterback giving him the ball. He had to force a lot of that to happen. And what's crazy is that he 
I think still never had a double-digit touchdown season in Houston. Damn. He got to nine a bunch of times, yeah, but never had a, a double-digit season. That's insane. And a big part of it, and Wex loves to bring this up with utter disdain in his voice when he says it, is that they would get down to the end zone and he'd forget he existed. That's like amazing. Gary to Kubiak me. with the naked bootlegs and all these like long plays down the field. And Andre, a lot of times, was the guy that got you there. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the red zone. And granted, some of those seasons you were handing off to Arian Foster, some of those seasons you were passing to JJ Watt as a tight end. But like Andre, just for whatever reason, just didn't get the ball as much. And I think that's why Were there it's any other so wide long. receivers with Andre? I mean, that's what's crazy to me no. too. Is like he was the guy that you put your best cornerback. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Back on. There wasn't a you one. Covered a. him. You know what I mean. There was no other option. The, the to closest take the heat off him. The, the closest so he's you doing got this with the best coverage. Yeah. I, the the closest you got to something like that was uh, like an Owen Daniels at tight end. Okay. Because you know if you have a good high, tight end like Travis Kelsey, he's yeah. like a de facto wide receiver. He's not a wide receiver, but Travis Swift. <laughs> yes. What are they calling them? Did they join their names together? Trailer. Uh, trailer. <laughs> Come on now. Really? Yeah. Like Benifer. No, I know. Uh, I know what the concept right, right. is. Yeah, yeah. Trailer. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen and heard. Mm. I mean, it fits. She showed up with Santa the other day. You ever seen Jonas, Jonas Fallon Chunas and Travis Kelsey in the same room? Because I haven't. <laughs> the other night they were in town, the Pelicans. Or no, it was uh, in New Orleans. The Rockets were playing them. I'm like, oh, Travis Kelsey's uh, playing center for the Pelicans right now against the Rockets. They, uh, they have an uncanny resemblance. But, um, yeah, I, I hope that he gets the call. Um, I, I think it's I so too. cool when they, they knock on the door at the hotel. Yeah. And the guy knows. Like, when Randy Moss got that that door knock, he, like, lost it. And it was so cool because, like, Randy Moss might have been the first guy that I really remember from start to finish. I was cognizant enough to really, you know, take in his entire career. And he was so awesome and mm-hmm. just always killed all the teams that passed on him. Like, all of the teams, yeah. that, especially the Cowboys. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really, cause Andre, as you heard, not the most emotional guy. I just have this feeling he's going to be emotional about this. Yeah. Is up, 
that's about as emotional as you're going to get from him. No, it'll be different. Yeah. It'll be I'm, different. I'm looking forward it'll to that. It'll be good. And, and hopefully Billy Wagner goes in the same year. Oh, dear God, please. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. When we come back, the best Billy Wagner story that Blum can share with us. I don't know. Uh, yeah, got we'll one. see. In case you missed it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the name of the segment coming up next here on the A-Team. You know what else is coming up? And I again, I mentioned this earlier. I moved my uh, appointment to tomorrow. Uh, but I'm still going to make it because every week, for sure, without fail, I go into Men's Tea Clinic, the Heights location at I-10 in Durham, get my levels where they need to be because if your testosterone level isn't where it needs to be, then a lot of things can be affected, and it's not just what's going on in the bedroom. You're talking about your general overall well-being. Maybe you feel uh, sluggish. Maybe you can't complete the workout that you would like to, at least not as easy as you used to, or maybe you did, but you slugged your way through it and you're also not seeing the results. You're not able to lose that extra pound or, or 10. Look, whatever it is, there's a good chance that Men's Tea Clinic can help you determine whether or not testosterone is the culprit. And if your testosterone level is low, all it takes is a simple blood test to find that out for sure. And if it's that, if that's the case, You've got an individualized treatment plan that's going to get you literally back to being yourself. Five locations to serve you. The heights that I go to, Pearland, Pasadena, Spring, and Cypress, all have fantastic, amazingly friendly staffs, cash and insurance options to get you in, get you out, and get you back to being you and on your way. Mensteaclinic.com is the website. Visit mensteaclinic.com. Adam and Adam are so Houston. That they also have scars from ice skating at the Galleria. Uh, not on their knees, but their rejected little hearts. Ew, go away. No couples skate for these two. Back to Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler on Sports Talk 790. All right, that music can only mean one thing. In case you missed it, is upon us. Blummer is sitting in for Wex. Hi. AC with you. Hey, Blum. Hi. And uh, Dan Matthews. Do my voice now. I can't. I was just thinking that. Dang it. How do you read my mind? I Dang was going to do a, a, a... In case you missed it, man. Let's go. Carapaza, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Get back on the plate. It's time for a case you missed it here, Blummer. <laughs> I'll let you guys Good take grief. it. <laughs> I do say that a lot. You did say that after Angel Hernandez. I uh, think he rung up... Maldonado. He got him. Dude. On a ball that got out of the catcher's glove. Called third strike. On a foul tip. Yeah. And I'm killing Blum right now. It took like three seconds, but then finally everybody was like, Angel, the ball hit the ground. You just let out oh, a good, good grief, grief man. <laughs> That's when you know he's spent. Yeah. When I, I say good grief when I lack words. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you don't want to get fined by the FCC. Yeah. When I, yeah. You imagine what I'm saying inside my head because good grief is the, uh, the, the governor. Sometimes I know what you're saying in your head because you tell yeah, me. I do. <laughs> All so right. My producer. Yeah. yeah. The, tr- I can't the truck gets say in here. that. <laughs> oh, the truck's going to be in the, some trouble. The truck gets an earful sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Who uses the cough button more? Me. Okay. I, I, I knew. 100%. Before I got that sentence out, I knew. No, T- TK will call the plate, and he'll see my hand cover the box, like every button on it, because I'm just going, you... <laughs> and he, but, so, and he, will, he won't stop his sentence until I take my hand off of it, which is great. I mean, that's why he's so good that's at what he does. That's a true pro right there. Because he gets into it, and he looks over, and he sees my hand, and he's like, I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to keep talking until he... Cools down. Until he's ready. Yeah, he's amazing. He's almost like... He's got a very... Um, and I mean this in the most complimentary way possible but even when you're around him 
he's got a very mafia Don oh, feel to good, him. That's a good word for it. Like he's always in control of the yes, room, and he's and he's connected. Mm-hmm. Like he he knows he people. does and knows <laughs> things that you would probably never know about, never hear about. He knows where the bodies are buried, big time. Huge ice cream guy too. I heard. Yeah. He is an ice cream guy. He ice cream every single day. He'll go raid that back corner of the media dining. There's a famous person that I don't get angry when I see him eat ice cream. Anyway, Dan. All right, so let's go college football. I mean, we buried Bill O'Brien earlier. Yeah, so let's bury fun. somebody else that as part of this because I'll get to it, that part a little bit more in a second. But Alabama's going to take on Michigan in the Rose Bowl. And, of course, we know what happened with Michigan this year. Well, it got out today that Alabama has been taking precautions for how they watch their films. So most NFL and college teams now, you can watch your film away from the facility, either on your phone, on your iPad, anything like that. Alabama's not allowing their players or coaches to do that right now because they're trying to make sure they keep a lid on their on their preparation for Michigan. Because of the scandal. Yeah. See, Notice that we're not hearing about it anymore. I mean... You know, there's no... Well, Dodger you know, fans and Yankees fans didn't say they lost a championship because of it. Well, That's I why. Mean, there's that. And, yeah, you USC's know. not playing. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, I'm just... I, I'm really just still waiting for Pat Forty or somebody to write the... This has ruined the sanctity of the game, and the game will never be the same. <laughs> What's Jeff Passan think about everything? I mean, I know it's college football, but he's got to have an opinion. You mean Jeff Passan, who said that the Braves chop was awful in every regard, and then a month later was photoed at a Chiefs game? Where they do the same shop. thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but Braves is That's way more weird. racist than Chiefs, right? Well, he didn't write an article about it, so I guess you know how he feels about it. So this is where we need Wex to do his Jeff Passan impression that he doesn't think is good, but is actually alarmingly accurate. That's nice. You haven't heard it, have you? I think I, I heard it, but I would love to hear I mean, this would be even better. The staccato delivery, just the smarmy. It's awesome. It's really good. Smarmy is a bad awful word and it's fits. the perfect it word fits. to describe Jeff yeah. Passan mm. alright continue Dan alright so uh, we had not talked about this because actually I wanted to wait until Blummer got in here because I figured this could be fun I mean you're a Cal guy and Stanford is involved in this but I'm just going to read the headline New York Post oh I'm an eco-sexual I have fallen <laughs> in love with an oak tree they which, are tree huggers. The next day, the Stanford tree on Twitter responded with the licking lips emoji like, oh hey, come get some. Seriously? <laughs> That's so bad, and it's so Berkeley. Oh, man. Like, that sucks. Do you Why? Think- Why? Why? So you're from that area of the country. I, well... I went to school there. I, I was born. That's right. I was born in Redwood City. Moved to Southern California when I was an infant, and but yeah, I went. I went to Berkeley. I'm associated with that berserkly. Berserkly. I asked you this question off air once. I have no problem asking you again because I know what the answer was, and it was a great answer. I said to I said to Blum Dan I, one time. I go, "You're from that part of the country, and you're so normal. Mm-hmm. How did that I happen?" Get that a lot. And and you said, I'll never forget it, you said, without hesitating, I had great parents. That's yeah, what you said. I know. So, and I, I mean, I appreciate that. because my, my mom, God bless her, told me exactly what I was getting into because she she actually sat down with the head coach at Cal. Because mm-hmm. Cal was, I mean, they were they were 
it was she, it was great negotiating because my mom was like, nope, nope, nope. They really? Kept, they kept upping the scholarship. And I was like, this is outstanding. Did she always uh, do your car negotiations? No, but she was so protective of me and my brother that she heard that Cal Berkeley... And she's like, are they still protesting in the streets? Is he going to get run over by a tank? Is he going to get burned in oh, the dumpster? I'm awesome. Just, she was letting him have it. This sounds like, uh, did you see the movie Air? About no. when um, Nike oh, got... Oh, no, I haven't seen that yet. It's really good. It yeah. is. It's yeah. really good. That and the soundtrack's David. fantastic. Okay. But but the woman who plays... What's George, Michael? Is it George's Dolores? Mom, yeah. Yeah, Do- Dolores, Dolores her name? Yeah. yeah. She is like that about... Okay. She, wants, she wants a percentage for the shoes. Yeah, he was the first player to get that. How about that? And she's like, "We're not doing Brilliant. the deal if you do." And but you wanted- need that voice that's outside saying they're giving me money and letting me play. I want to go there. Right? Or I want they're going to give me my shoe. I'll, I'll do whatever. He was. They were going to be happy if they sold. I think six million the first year, and I think the first year oh, they sold dude. fourteen. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. thing. He's a billionaire. Viola Still. Davis played. Uh, yes, Dolores Jordan. Great actress. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. But that that reminds me when you're saying that about your mom. No, it's 100. I knew what I was getting into. My mom was not going to let me change, let that place change me. But uh, interesting, yeah, it, it was uh, it was a good time. The only thing I had to deal with was the, the naked guy up there. Oh yeah, um, he was in Playboy that year and all that stuff. And it was funny. He said he he eventually Berkeley actually fought back and said you have to cover your junk. They wouldn't do that now. No, God no. They there would probably an get another he'd, naked he'd, guy. Yeah, he'd, he'd be chancellor. We don't have enough naked guys. Yeah, there needs to be more. There's naked class with a naked professor. And we need to have a naked woman to be inclusive. And others. <laughs> and it's the end of the segment. Look at that. How did that happen so quick? Uh, we, we broke on time. I don't know. Thanks for bringing up the eco what? Ecosexual. Okay. She is an ecosexual. Her name is Sonia, and I'm not even going to try to yeah, pronounce uh, Simonova, I guess. But is that her fits last the name? whole lore. I mean, that started with tree hugging. Right? Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. when I was at school, everybody was a tree hugger if you went to Cal. You were she a hippie, tree hugger. Self proclaimed ecosexual. Wow. Free, free love for all barks. Nature, romantic, sensual, and sexy. Well, Earth I can't argue as their lover. You know, that reminds me, I have an Natural HOA issue. Natural in nature? We should probably go. Yeah, I have an HOA issue I want to run by you guys on air before uh, uh, the end of the show. That's going to get me in a lot of trouble. So we'll do that next here Yeah. on the 18th. Hang tight. Hey, it's Craig Ackerman. Four, three. Yeah. Listen to the home of the Rockets on your smart speaker. Just ask. Hey, Google, play Sports Talk 790 on iHeartRadio. Well, I think I think during the break, Wex, uh, Wex, I think Blummer talked me down off the ledge on the HOA thing. Yeah, I just <laughs> because, you said no, it. no, no, because I I have my own issues with our HOA, and it's a racket. if you followed me on Instagram, I've commented on my neighbors. I don't I don't enjoy how wait, they wait, are, wait. they are neighbors. Can I? Are they still there? Yes. I don't want to like go into yeah. a territory you're not comfortable with. No, on they're the there. Air. Yeah. You know, I didn't even see it from you. I saw it from her. Yeah. No, my wife is actually unloaded. She's gone way further than Has I have. Has she talked to them? No. She's trying to go to the... Yeah, she's just, she's just, she's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> I love her. She's like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to pray and it's going to be okay. And it's like, but since that, since she's kind of pulled back, it's been less noisy and boisterous. 
but it's still it, it there is just something what do you not think going, they do for a living there's either it's a, it's a rental property oh no but it's a massive rental house it's a rental property but i whoever's renting the property i think is either airbnb it out or mm-hmm. renting it out to somebody else on their own dime for i what could only assume is only fans efforts <gasps> oh really or it's a smokehouse i don't know what's going on oh I know man they, and they <laughs> they lead the league in doordash deliveries yeah i mean there is a different car morning noon and night out in front of that house delivering food it's the funniest thing i've ever seen that is one of my favorite um i guess evolutions of our country is the delivery of food yeah oh man we sp- i don't even want to think about how much money we spent on that no but, it, but it's worth every penny it is. The, and con- the, pay- the amount of money I will pay for convenience is unheard of. Yeah. It drives my wife nuts. Well, what's, what's really crazy is that you will spend the amount of time it would have taken you to go get the food, tracking it on your phone. Like, hurry up and get here, dude. Yeah. What's taking you so long? And I just it's fascinating to me that we're such idiots. You know about know. certain things, but I don't care. And it's just it's just great when it gets there. But yeah, I uh, that's interesting because we lived before the house we moved into. We lived in it was a rental property, but it was like a three story townhome, mm-hmm. and it was a weird. I mean, it was plenty of space, but we actually shared a I driveway. The driveway, you talk. With, we've talked about this. Yeah, we've been friends for that long. We've been we've been <laughs> we are we boys? Are we are we boys? Boys, boys. The the house across the street was a corner house and we lived in that house for two years the first year of that tenure it was clearly whoever owned it was renting it out to a bunch of college kids oh boy so there's cars all over the place yeah i think like five or six different people were living in that house (laughs) and we're talking about you know probably a 25 to three thousand square foot house Mm -hmm. it was big but it wasn't like exorbitant and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just, they would park behind the driveway. and Not I'm, enough to have seven cars. No, they had like seven or eight cars. And I'm like, what is this, a dealership or is this a house? Yeah. They moved at the end of the first year. Oh, that's glorious. And nobody lived in it for the second year before we moved. And it was awesome. It was empty. Dude. The yard was always mowed and there wasn't a car on it. It was great. Dude, what is... Stop parking your vehicle on cinder blocks or just in the grass. Thank you. Don't stay be, off the lawn. Stop being trash. That's what that is. That's so trashy. The road is big enough to park your car on the street. That's you, what, that has happened at our place a couple of times across, like right next. I to know, us. and I've been on the. Yeah, I'm gonna go full get off my lawn guy because I, I'm I'm get worse. Off your own lawn. <laughs> get off that lawn. Don't park in the street. How about this? I'll take it a step further. You want to be an overachiever? Clean out your garage and use it for your car, dude. You know what's funny is it. We have a three-car garage. I have 58 kids. That's the biggest envy in the world. I so, want a three-car garage so bad. But the, it's split. So it's like there's a two-car garage and then a single. Right. So the single is a storage unit. And we have a huge driveway. See, that's so, where we're different. Yeah. That, that garage would be mine. And no one can go in it. But since the girls have left, I made it a goal of mine. I drive a very large truck. Uh-huh. I have made it a goal of mine to park inside the garage. Yes. And I can now. And it was one of those things where the wife, my wife went out... 
did, she was at work for six or seven hours. I was home alone. I'm you like, cleaned it out? I'm like, bro, I am cleaning out this garage. I am going to make a parking space for my car. Dude, it and sucks. And I parked it in there. She came home, and she's like, I thought you were gone. I'm like, well, surprise. Yeah, and now I, you never know. Like I did the whole reveal <laughs> with the garage door going up, and I was so proud of myself. Did the Hallelujah Chorus play? Yeah, dude, it was dude, I'm telling you, that's like the worst job, but yet when it's done, you feel so oh, good about it. so that, good. That might be the most 40, nearly 43-year-old statement I've ever made. Oh, it was definitely a 50 miles. I'm still 42. For me. Yeah. I just wanted to remind you. I almost, you're welcome, Dan. I didn't cuss. <laughs> He's got the dump. I got I the dump ready. button right there. There oh, it is. Dude, I was, I was like, so. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the time I met James Hetfield? Oh, that was close. That was close. I almost got him to cuss, uh, Dan. I should have worn my ring in. I almost did it. I know you should have. <laughs> is that in a safety deposit box? It's in a safe in the house. How big Along is it? With uh, the safe. For no all the rings. Yeah. Oh, no, you do have I've, three. No, but I've got. No, I've got more than that. You have more than that. I got five. Wait, wait, wait. I've got mine. Right. That we won't talk about. Oh, and then five. I've got two championships and two World Series. Oh, that's right. The American you get the, League you get the league championship. Yeah. I always forget that that is, and no, it is a big deal. I'm borderline. I'm a poor man's Tom Brady. I've got. I've got rings on all five fingers. That's that's Isn't actually that kind of cool. Yeah, that's amazingly cool. No, it's and you actually have um no, you don't have that one. I've got th- I've got two double A championship rings and I have a college world series ring that plus, we actually found last time we moved. Plus your Emmys. Dude, I've got three of those things. That's pretty awesome. Dude, that's pretty rad. See, it, but you're now you're doing both sides of it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What, you know what's funny is my wife is an interior designer and there is only one specific office there the office has all of Jeff's stuff. The mm-hmm. only three things that are on display that I have earned in my life are those Emmys. Really? Yeah, they're actually in the family room. <laughs> I don't know why. But, like, Emmys are like that. It's like getting an Academy Award. It's a gold statue. Yeah. It's legit, and it, it looks good on a shelf. No, and it it's a legitimate trophy. And I thought we were, you know, hey, what? come down and pick up your Emmy at uh, whatever it was. At Emmys the time. are us? Roots, Roots, Sports, or whatever it was oh, at the yeah. time. I'm like, we what? <laughs> I'm like they actually give out a trophy for this thing. I thought it was just like so everybody got one. Yeah, that's how it should be. Crew. It was amazing. There yeah. shouldn't be the one that you have to decide whose house it goes to. No, d- that's what the other thing is. I mean, legit, everybody on our crew because it was a, it was for best live broadcast or whatever it was that year. It, it, we it all got one. What do you think about this? In that vein, when Les Alexander sold the Rockets to mm-hmm. Tillman, he took the trophies with him. Oh no! How do you feel about Seriously? that? So they they had to get Tiffany is the one who designs the Larry O'Brien had to had to they remake the World too Series, the Commissioner's Trophy too and, and the reason you know that is that Damn. Matt Bullard dropped the first year's trophy so it's got a ding on it dropped no it in way. the locker room wait he did yeah yeah That's, I heard somebody <laughs> else it, did or was it Vernon no and there, he saw it happen there's somebody else who claimed to have dropped it I do remember this story who was it. I mean, set the record straight because I don't think uh, I don't think Bullard's going to respond to my Breaking text. Breaking news. That's might need to tell it off air, but uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Was drinking involved? I don't I hope no, so. No, 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 <laughs> none, of, none of that. But I, I swear that this person. That's why, like, I'm kind of like, do I 100 percent know this? But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this person said that they were the ones who dropped. Remember it. Remember the time oh, when Tom Brady great. got drunk and didn't drop the Lombardi Trophy into the Paci- or the Atlantic Ocean? Yeah. <laughs> it was in Tampa Bay. And then remember, yeah. it was actually in the Bay, it was wasn't Tampa, it? The yeah. daughter of the designer of the Lombardi Trophy, who was like, that's so disrespectful to my father's work. 
Oh, jeez. He's Tom Brady. He can do what he wants. Seriously, literally. He's Tom Brady. I once saw a full scale, like when I say full scale, it was the entire side of the building in Boston. I'm, I'm standing on the green monster at Fenway Park. It's the dead of winter. This was the Letterman mm. jacket game. The Texans got just completely destroyed. <laughs> we went to take a tour of Fenway. Yeah. And so it's not snowing, but it's cold. And I'm standing up there on the Green Monster. I'm like, this is pretty cool. I've never been to Fenway. I'd like for this to be a game right now, but I'll take it. We're taking the tour. And I look directly to my right. So I'm standing on the, on the Green Monster looking at the field. To my right, there's a building. And it's probably like a five or six story old brick town. You know, the, the neighborhood there at Fenway yep. is old, old, old. And on the side of that building is a full scale, the entire side of the building ad of Tom Brady in Ugg boots. And I was like, man, he can do whatever he wants. If he can pull that off, yeah, he's wearing Ugg boots. It's an Ugg ad. That's terrible. And that, I mean, he's Tom Brady. He, Uggs he's are sketchers. Yeah, well, yeah, Joe Montana. Yeah. Joe Montana probably gets a handsome check for those Jeez. if he's still doing it. You better. All right, um, we got one more segment to go. There's no telling what we're going to talk about in the final segment of the show, but I don't think it's going to stop. It's not going to top HOA or Skechers takes. So we'll see what we can do. Um, right now, though, you need to get yourself over to QC Kinetics before the new year turns because if you have been dealing with any sort of joint pain of any kind for any amount of time, you've got to get yourself right physically. And you don't want to go do the surgery. You don't want to go with the downtime that comes with the surgery. And you certainly don't want to get hooked on painkillers because that can happen even though you don't think it's going to. Sometimes it's very easy how that can happen. Avoid all that. Instead, use amazing regenerative medicine treatments that have helped so many people with lasting joint pain relief at QC Kinetics. And the best part is they've expanded. They've already gotten the uh, Woodlands, Heights, and Sugarland clinics underway and they've Opened another one in Cyprus recently, so they've got you covered wherever you are in and around the greater Houston area. QC Kinetics is a game changer. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. They use a modern-day approach to deal with chronic joint pain, an all-natural process that uses healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints. You're getting lasting pain relief, and you're getting it the healthy way and the safer way. 713-913-5285 is the telephone number. 713-913-5285 for QC Kinetics. Adam and Adam are so Houston. How Houston are they? That it's weird to not be wearing shorts. While barbecuing on Christmas Day. Back to Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler on Sports Talk 790. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. 
final segment of a Thursday. This is the last Thursday in uh, 2023. I don't know if you feel the same way, Jeff Blum, who's uh, sitting in for Adam Wexler today. I feel like 2023 went by very quickly. Now, you're, when you're doing a baseball season, that is the ultimate marathon. Yeah. With the amount of games and you're traveling. I guess I'd go home from the show every night when y'all are on the road, kick up my feet and watch it in the theater. Mm-hmm. You're getting to the stadium. You're doing the travel, all that kind of stuff. So it might not have flown by. I felt like this last season flown, flew by, and really the year flew by for a lot of reasons. And certainly the NFL season is going by faster now that the Texans are actually, like, I don't know, a competent organization. And so looking forward to seeing them play in the postseason. I mean, if they could actually pull that off and have some fun doing that, playing an extra week or two. The thing about Stroud is he gives you the ability to say, if they get to the postseason and they're in a wild card situation and they'll be on the road, name a team that wants to play them. Because you can't find one. Because that's that wild card. Mm-hmm. That, that's it's the, the literal definition. The because yes. because they, they've they achieved and they're not going to be overwhelmed by expectation. They're going to go in and be like, man, we, Loose. A, lot of people, a lot of people think we shouldn't be here. Loose. Except us. That's the most dangerous team there is. 100%. A team with nothing to lose is the scariest team in, the, in any sport. It's the Nationals yeah. in 2019. It is. Yeah, they're just like, screw it. it. Dude, it was the Philadelphia Phillies a couple of years ago, too, yep. until they ran into the Houston Astros. But I think C.J. Stroud, with the, it, like the weapons you mentioned, and... I hate the Tank Dell's out. That kills me. Tank Dell hurts. And, you know, you need Will Anderson back mm-hmm. you know, for the defensive aspect. And I know their secondary is kind of beat up, too, but... I mean, the way that the special teams played, yeah. Fairbairn's back. I mean, there's I mean, there's a definite I agree with you. If they came in and you're a high seed and you have to play the Texans, you might be going, huh, this could this like, could get sketchy. For a couple of reasons, superstition being really near the top of the list, but also just it's so convoluted. I haven't even thought about the scenarios of who they would play because I just want them to get those two wins to get in. Yeah. But it's like it's kinda like especially this happens in the NBA, it's all about matchups mm-hmm. and styles. And if you get the right matchup... I believe that firmly. I mean, it doesn't really... It, I don't really feel like it bears itself out as much in baseball, but it certainly does in in, uh, in the NBA. And in certain areas, it can in the NFL. And I just feel like if you get you get the right matchup... And that's the thing. If you win that game... We see this all the time in the NFL. You go on a, you go on a run. Go on a little run. Yeah. Get that confidence up. And you also got a coaching staff that's coached in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, D'Amico coming from San Francisco, like D'Amico being D'Amico is one thing, but D'Amico coming from the recent success of San Francisco is is huge in establishing the culture that, they, that they've done. It's, it's established. Like, it's not... I know they're you know still laying the groundwork and all that, but as far as this is how the Texans go about their business from here on out, that's already done. You've got mm-hmm. the guy at quarterback and you've got the head coach. That's already done. When you're starting to talk about guys that are on the staff being poached in the first year, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so. And I'm not saying that like somebody's going to hire Bobby Slovic as their head coach this offseason. That's not what I'm saying. That's probably the most frustrating conversation for me watching the NFL because you don't give these teams or you don't give a CJ Stroud. Three, four, five years with an offensive coordinator. Because you don't pay coordinators what you pay head coaches. Gosh, and you can't fault them for going and getting the money. Going. Yeah, it's like guys that take, you know, that have the opportunity to get these manager jobs. It is outrageous what these guys are getting paid in comparison to what those coordinators are getting paid. And you're the, the first one. I just, I never knew this when we started having these conversations years ago. This is the old building um, that Major League Baseball coaching staffs, <laughs> it's getting better. But, like, you told me some figures one time. I was appalled. No, like, you, you, the manager gets millions of dollars. Yes. 
And everybody after like that. the bench coach. The bench coach, who's the right-hand man, literally the guy who... Makes some pretty strong decisions. Now the manager, yeah. in I a mean, lot of cases. You could argue pitching coaches are just as important. Hitting coaches are, you know, unfortunately don't get paid for the work they put in. But as far as importance to an organization or importance to a ball club, yeah. I mean, they're basically, you know, one of them is the the assistant coach, and the other one's the offensive or defensive coordinator. And they'd be better off being an accountant. Yeah. With the income. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's no, just I, I had, crazy you know, to me. No, you, you, you said you. I mean, I don't think we're. T- everybody's asked me, would you consider being on somebody's staff? I, and I've always said, if it's the right, right situation with the right group at the right time, you know, my girls are in college, so I'd have the time to dedicate to coaching. Because I'm not going to take the a coaching job and not go in. 100%. You have to go all in, yeah, yeah. Because there's it's time consuming. It's you know, it's a, there's a lot involved with that that I would have to sacrifice. <laughs> Or my family would have to sacrifice for me to go chase that that dream or whatever it was, but at the same time, I told you I go if this spot opened up and it was offered to me, they can't afford me. Yeah, you're making better money in TV. Yes, and, and that's good by the way. You should, but um, oh, it's fantastic. It's great, but at the same time, the important. I mean, you could argue importance of jobs. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more pressure and expectation on a bench coach who should be compensated for the effort and time he, that they're putting in. That's it. why you always hear about like I think for probably ten years after he left the Steelers, Bill Cowher's yeah. name yeah. was mentioned, That's and we're point. like, it was almost silly because we were all like. He's making how much money to sit in a studio well, once a, a week? On a national gig, too. On a national yeah. gig where there's eight other guys that are going to also talk. It's not like he's got to like have some soliloquy prepared every week. Yep. And he's getting... Why would he go back into that? In his legacy, like he was... They have three coaches in the history of their entire franchise, and he's one of them. That's still and amazing. And he won... A, I mean, come on now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, think, I don't think you're going to go coach. I'm not going to let you. There's only like a couple of guys that can convince you, anyways. Yeah, I mean, they know who they are too. I mean, if they if they anybody if they listening knows who they are. Yeah, if anybody made a run at me, I, you know, I'd have if 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 those particular people asked me to, obviously, I would I would have to listen. You consider it, yes. Yeah. And then you come back and do the games with me, Blummer. There you go. I would. <laughs> hey, thanks for hanging out. Good to be here. I always appreciate the opportunity, man. Hopefully, it flew by. I don't know. It We're did. kind of crazy. It does for me. I know. I mean, you basically just called a big league ball game. That's true, I did. Yeah. There's a base hit. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks Appreciate to Blum. And, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up formally in a second. But I got to tell you guys before that, and, you know, there's a lot of people that I know personally and I recommend it to, and the Blum family is one of them. Uh, Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland, Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6. I drive a vehicle from there. Uh, Wex drives a vehicle from there. I know countless people who I've sent over there. They've been taken care of by, well, it starts at the top, right? Any successful organization, it starts at the top. And Jeff and Tiffany Sebastian, the ownership group over at Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland and Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6 are second to none. That's why they've been given the hardware that they've been given. Their uh, trophy case is full as well. The GM dealer of the year, 13 consecutive years. Not all spread out. This is like the Celtics in the 60s. They're just going to win the championship every single year. Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland. The GM dealer of the year, 13 consecutive years, classically Chevy Highway 6. They've got you covered. Open their doors on Sunday, every single Sunday. That is not common, but that's what they do there. And when you purchase a new vehicle from them, you're going to get yourself a lifetime engine guarantee, lifetime of car washes, and two years of free maintenance. Find new roads 
and check them out today. Tell them Adam Clanton from Sports Talk 790 sent you into Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland and Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6. That is going to do it for today's program. We'll be back at it again tomorrow out at Toyota Center. Rockets and Sixers are going to be getting it on over there. We've done three of our four shows there this week by the time all is said and done. So it was good to get back to the studio. Absolutely fantastic for uh, Jeff Blum to join us today. Appreciate the time as always, and um, we'll do it again soon. But for Blummer, for Dan, I'm AC. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. Ross oh, he's going to come in and do the nightcap. He's going to do a good job. That's straight ahead. Oh, see you guys tomorrow at 3. Send in the car. I'm tingling. Send in the car. To play us out. What does that mean? To play us out. To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go. Go. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.